0: The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello
2: and welcome to a free Beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here inside the Pirate Radio studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250 at 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live or on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to Pirate Radio TV. You'll be notified of all of the videos we post including today's practice recap from mike houston he spoke with the media after day three of ecu football practice the video is up in its entirety on uh youtube so check that out and uh learn what uh the pirates are up to out at fall camp we will have some comments from mike houston coming up in just a few minutes and also in hour number three of today's show as we will talk uh, ECU football and NFL in hour number one with Tony Dunn and our resident fanny, fanny, fanny expert and fantasy expert. Those go hand in hand. Uh, C.W. Sloan is here as well. Uh, also coming up on today's program, we'll get a Harold Varner third update. Talk some golf with Greeny. Mark Greenhedge at 4 o'clock. Brad Kennedy, WCTI 12, joins us at around 420 at 5 o'clock Morgan Aylers will be here we'll also talk to Corey Scott head coach of the Greenville Little League All-Stars they won their game earlier today in Warner Robins Georgia so they stay in the winner's bracket we'll find out when they play next recap today's game and uh, find out what's going on down in Georgia with Corey Scott it is Hawaiian shirt Friday here in the Pirate Radio studios Shirley and Chandler looking great big dog as well is in uh, studio b and glenn you uh i'd say around here you kind of got the ball rolling on this and i gotta tell you when you slide one of these shirts on your whole outlook on life changes it's a nice vibe yeah i feel just so positive right now and the shirts are cool because you can kind of leave the top buttons open and let things breathe yeah i like that showing a little cleavage over there i like that aspect of it summertime It's a good summertime shirt. It's Chandler's good unbuttoning his down a little bit. All right. Shirley, um, how you feeling over there?
0: Um,
1: I'm <laughs> feeling pretty good. You <laughs> uh,
2: seem unsure.
1: Well, I mean, you know, my shirt just, it's, it's a little snug in one little spot, and it's kind of bugging me a I little. I tell you,
2: when I sit down, these buttons are struggling a little <laughs> bit, but when I stand up, man. I honestly don't think it's a good Hawaiian shirt unless it struggles around one roll. Okay. Like, I, I, I think that's kind of supposed to happen because it happens with all of mine so let's welcome in tony dunn to the show (laughs) aloha i like that yeah mine's kind of more miami you have like a linen shirt on i like it it's a good vibe with the hair it's best i could get and cw uh you did get the memo you just not do not have a hawaiian shirt in the closet
3: no but as you pointed out troy palomalo was having his speech uh on sunday on saturday actually since he didn't get it last year so i'm kind of representing somewhat of the pro football hall of fame hawaiian-esque all right week. all I'm out that stretch i, like I
4: yeah. want to go back to this uh um, ro- the roll thing uh-huh. the hawaiian roll thing Why? i feel like that the hawaiian roll hey, really <laughs> just call like, me a
1: double cheeseburger oh at this point <laughs> i feel like that should
4: be one of the the slogans for the hawaiian rolls that we all love to eat like you know place
2: your inner Hawaiian roll. have ever. you ever made a uh, French toast with <laughs> the Hawaiian up? rolls mm, sounds oh, good wow.
3: that is that is amazing brother. good that we do good uh
2: we do sliders on Hawaiian rolls quite a bit at the household egg them They're jewels really up and make some French toast with them. <laughs> <Egg> <laughs> them jewels up. it's really good all right uh we're gonna talk NFL uh CW do you have a uh, uh draft going on
3: I uh, two more members left and we'll be ready to roll okay so they should be they'll be entered before the the week
2: throughout the show as we talk we'll be uh, conducting a uh a live mock draft and uh, also by the way real draft Excellent. can i go number 11 speaking of <laughs> real drafts i'm on the clock for the sports bar oh, fantasy league right now which has begun tony i need to talk to you off the air about what the hell google phone is or whatever you sent me last night yeah
4: that's the phone number oh, okay. text me.
2: all right um i'm gonna go ahead and make my pick i know
3: who it is can i pick for you
2: do you? Are you sure?
3: I think so. Who? Well, McCaffrey's already taken for pick seven as a keeper, if I'm not mistaken, right? Dusty took uh Dalvin Cook. Brooks took Ezekiel Elliott. So we're already picking at it. Maybe didn't I, it I should let McCaffrey?
2: Tony
4: make my pick. No, I'm saving them for myself. Oh wait. Well, where are
3: you picking, Tony? no i'm not getting the guy i
4: mean i'm I, not getting right.
2: chandler i've got your conundrum here
3: i'm not getting him at 12 so i know who i would take him it's a no-brainer i'm just i'm taking
2: alvin kamara with my pick okay where are you gonna take derrick henry
3: yes yeah
2: i'm gonna go kamara okay i'm gonna go catches yards fun
3: the only player in that offense how did much. zeke go before alvin kamara? he's getting a lot of uh, uh looks Bounce right now I mean, yeah i mean it, he, aver- he every year he's been in the league he's averaged over 21 fantasy points a game except for last year the whole offense fell on their face you know in the sand last year when Dak went down and they were on an unprecedented roll going into week six before he got hurt so no he and uh, a lot of it's going to be what they looked at him last night he lost 10 pounds he looks good they're talking positive but yeah you know, there's nothing wrong with taking Zeke at that spot I mean I I've said this many times before, you know, you, you're not going to win it in round one, but you can certainly lose it. You're not going to lose your fantasy league draft and Zeke over Kamara. I'm
2: sure I might regret going Kamara over Henry, but I feel good about it. And I don't think so. He's I, fun to watch play. Yeah. And uh, I like it. You're and good. You're good. Tony, I'll try to carry on the legacy you had with Alvin Kamara for the past four years, yeah, three years. Yeah. Four. That led to your championship. You'll like it. All right. Um... So we will talk NFL fantasy football, but first, uh, Shirley, let's hear from Mike Houston what he had to say. Uh, no, first of all, before his opening comments, he had a, uh, a something to say to Brian Bailey in front of the cameras. He had something to say to the Pirate fans out there. Get your tickets, folks. Hear it from the horse's mouth. Here's Mike Houston today.
5: Hey, Pirate fans, get your tails out there and get your season tickets. We play in less than a month. Get your tails
2: out there and get tails. your season tickets. Get your
5: tails out Tails!
2: There. It was a very... <laughs> excitement time! And emphatic tails! Get your tails out there and get your season tickets. Here were his opening comments after today's practice.
5: Good to get rid of the rain. So, uh, you know, day three, first day uh, putting shoulder pads on. Uh, I had a really, really sharp practice yesterday, second day on helmets, and uh, would have been disappointed if it hadn't been. Um, you know, today... You know, some good and some bad, uh, Would you expect the first day uh, back in pads because you, you got to acclimate yourself to, you know, the, the full contact stuff uh, from the waist up. Uh, but, you know, there's portions of practice that I, I thought were very, very impressive. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, some guys offensively, some, some guys that, you know, we expect a lot from, I thought really had some good good days out there today. So that was, uh, that was good to see. Um, you know, ended with, uh, you know, some field goal work and, uh, you know, the kicking competition is going to be important. Uh, you have know, three guys right now vying for the uh, for the spot, and, you know, all three of them have looked pretty good the first couple of days. So, uh, you know, it'll be good when we get into next week and we get to a full live rush. It's, it's, it's pretty live right now, but a uh, full live rush is what we really need to test those guys. But, you know, solid day's work today.
2: Houston, after day three of ECU football practice, uh, Coach was also asked what he's pleased with after three days.
5: Well, I mean, I think uh, – now, I, number one, and I, I figure at some point we would talk about this today, but I mean I, I really think Holton's been very very sharp. I mean I just, you know, he's made very few mistakes, and in uh, today in particular, I thought he was very sharp with his checks. Uh, I thought he was putting the ball where it needs to be, and uh, just a, a sharp start. But uh, you know I thought the I thought the offense, um, you know, the one o line today at the beginning of the team period had a really really clean start. You know. Uh, so i thought that looked really good um i think you know our speed in the secondary is uh you know that's stood out the improvement there just to how quickly we're breaking on the ball and the way we run so um you know a lot of positives right now
2: all right mike houston there we'll hear more from coach houston coming up in hour number five got his comments on how the wide receivers are looking the tight ends ryan jones specifically uh talks about the team's leadership group uh the safety position and a whole lot more. So uh, that coming up later on in today's program. Uh, guys, we are one NFL preseason game into the uh, the preseason calendar. And were you at that game?
3: No. I actually left the day of the game. I wanted to get back here in time to watch it on TV. But uh, but I did get to go to some of the festivities leading up to it. We went to the Hall of Fame. I took my family, as we always do. Bought some things at the gift shop and just took it all in. And then fantasy and football when you go up to canton this week it's in the air i mean you can it's, it's palpable you can sense that the season's on uh, on its way and so we're just looking forward to it
2: it does have to be pretty cool to see all those legends sure in is. one place did you re- see anybody in person no while you, were there?
3: Uh, you know my dad uh actually moved right outside canton uh not too long ago and so we're not stuck right in the middle of the city like we used to be and of course with him having been retired for a while we haven't gone to the, the big time things like the luncheons and the, and the gold jacket ceremony like we, we did when I was a teenager and in college uh, and a couple of years after that. But, um, again, going to some of the other little things that you see, taking the kids out and, and the parade and the, the hot air balloons and all the things that they do just leading up to the game Thursday. It's funny because when we first went, well, I took my wife when we were dating it was actually the Panthers Jaguars game uh, inaugural game, which was a Saturday yeah, I afternoon. Yeah, remember that? Yep. And we still have a T-shirt from that. It was a Saturday afternoon. This is how far the NFL has come, and it was a one o'clock game, two o'clock game in the middle of the afternoon, and then I'd say six seven years later they moved it to Sunday night, and of course you know we have it as the last event of the entire week. Now, a couple of years ago they moved it back to Thursday night, which is now the opening ceremony. Uh, event where it used to be the gold jacket the round table luncheon and all the things that lead so it's really odd that i've kind of seen all of this change that is, has taken over the course of the last you know decade to 20 years where they've just kind of moved things around to make things uh different for the nfl but, but yeah it was, we were talking about that on, on the way up about how everything is it's still the same you still get to go to all the events they've just kind of moved things around a bit did
4: you see edron james's car no, I did not. That thing is awesome. The Hall of Fame car he has going down is like,
2: <laughs> my man is has got style here. Uh, I love Edron James. He is my favorite non-Redskins yeah. player.
4: Also, uh, when I talk to CW, I feel like I barely like football in comparison. Well,
2: there's there's, there's liking
4: palpable. There's liking the- <laughs> football, and yeah. then
2: sometimes if you get too close and knowledgeable to a sport, you won't like it as much as if you... Or, like when i watch the hurricanes play i don't know a ton about hockey so i can just enjoy it when i watch soccer i don't know if they're doing good or bad it's so just fun. i can enjoy it sometimes when like i know what a guy's supposed to do and he doesn't it's not as enjoyable
4: good point i obviously have more fun than cw
2: dumb people are happier <laughs> because they
3: don't know any better thanks clip i'll say this too so I'm an English and history teacher. You're a history professor as well. If you go up to the Hall of Fame and it's not just looking at the field and the things that that take the place of watching the game on on Thursday night and and maybe seeing some of the famous people there, when you walk around the Hall of Fame and you see some of these artifacts that have been around for 100 years— and you just look at the the history of it, I can tell you, you would understand what sure, that is. It's sure.
4: incredible. You would love it. I you saw Chandler last night learn what, uh, when, and where the Hail Mary came from. Like his, was a good discussion uh, his mind was blown. Yeah.
6: I'll oh, actually was, educate me on that. It was actually, uh, I was about to bring that up, but it was when Roger Staubach threw to Drew Pearson, who's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this weekend. Apparently, Roger Staubach, when he went to throw that football, closed his eyes and said,
3: Hail
4: Mary. He and said he just yeah. He said he just threw it as hard as he could and said a hail Mary, even though he's not Catholic. No, nah, I don't know. That's either.
3: what he said after the fact, yeah. and then that's yeah. where it was deemed. And that's where yep. it comes yeah. about. So and I thought that was pretty
2: cool. It was a prayer. Was that you? It was me. Bang- yes. Hail Mary. What does that mean the draft's begun?
3: It, it has begun. We are in the ninth pick.
2: Ninth, ninth, ninth pick. pick. Yep. All right. So uh, b- very briefly, which never happens with CW. What do you <laughs> what do you want to happen at nine? Who do you even want there?
3: Boom. <laughs> my well we know, we know we're gonna lose the the top five running backs and as long as as we have one of the I would call it second tier running backs or first tier receivers, I mean it's inevitable in, in pick nine it's gonna happen. Uh I would love to see a Nick Chubb there if he's available in any one of the two receivers but be- or three receivers between Adams, Tyree Killer, Stephon Diggs. I'd prefer Hill and Adams over digs uh, just a tad bit.
2: They're not going to go um, Kelsey that high.
3: N- n- um, and, and Kelsey's okay too. Uh, I certainly think Diggs is going to blow it up
2: day. this year. I think he, he blew it up last year. Yeah,
4: I know. Well, I know he did, but I mean, and like, you right are now,
2: anti. I know what happened last year. Yeah. You try to I try and to I fight I, it. I try to do the same thing you do, Tony. You want to get the guy who did not blow up last year who's going to blow up this year yeah. but to your point i don't see why allen and diggs don't go crazy Did again. you just see the news yeah he got paid Good lord allen.
4: 258 million dollar contract 150 million guaranteed um what i like about diggs though is like well, first there was a chemistry going Anybody on anyway
2: you could cut that off Yes.
3: 100%. <laughs>
2: Thanks.
4: Uh, and then the but my question is Tyreek Hill they held him out of some practice with knee tendinitis. So, you know, you're starting to try to read the tea leaves of
2: who's going to be hurt, who's going to be healthy. Yeah. And
4: Stefan Diggs was straight
2: <laughs> CW. I had, I had Seriously, to. it sounds like Star Wars is happening in the background. And uh, I got you.
3: I had to make a pick.
2: What do you do if a kid in your classroom is doing this?
3: I'd, he'd, I'd give him advice you know to let him know who's picking no <laughs> oh, yeah
4: you're right good point point. And, and then we would have a round table discussion PPR half it. point yes. what do you yeah, do I, yeah I, I, let's I, talk about this yeah. before that next
2: buzzer goes off that said, was I had such, to make my pick that was such a good response like my brain didn't <laughs> function at all. alright um, by the way we just made the pick
3: Tyron, we we, Kelsey he made it Kelsey mm-hmm. over who uh, well we had we did have Hill and Diggs both were there uh, I was hoping that Jonathan Taylor would go that would shore up a, a player that I thought might be there Chubb went at eight okay so, so you were gonna go Chubb Chubb was my first pick but then when it, when he made it there I was again I was passing on Barkley. Thanks for telling me
4: who I should pick at 11 when yes and Arley yeah
2: Actually, Chubb's probably a keeper in our league. Nah, I had
3: no, to. he's not. He's
2: back. I had to he's put back. him back in the draft, unfortunately. All right. Uh, tell you what. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll see what's going on in Pantherland. Chandler said he's ready to uh, to go home, get some good food, and check out FanFest. FanFest. Is that tonight? Tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that. We will have an ongoing fantasy draft. Is this a real league you're in?
3: Yeah, it's best ball.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, Paid money, money league. Pay money. Oh, yeah. All right, so we got to take this thing seriously. seriously don't worry. Seriously. I always it is yeah, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and uh, a lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live. If you have an ECU question, fantasy football, NFL question or comment, chime in on Twitter or Facebook Live. We're back on a Free Beer Friday after this.
0: Listening to Hour one of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make one thousand dollars your very first month donating plasma at Grifols Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on five hundred five South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping. RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
2: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. I had no intention of our long-form text draft beginning uh, right before the show started and CW has a money league going all of a sudden we have multiple fantasy football drafts going on in the studio as we get ready for a preseason which begins for every team next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and uh began last night with the Hall of Fame game the Steelers beating the Dallas Cowboys. Uh did you see there is some news coming out of that game? Um and now I can't remember his first name. Washington from the Steelers. James tab. Washington. James Washington uh, has reportedly requested a trade. You know, it's funny. I did notice him in like in the second quarter, or kind of later than Claypool and Deontay Johnson, and was like, James Washington. He's like a, a real NFL player. What's he doing in this game? Well, he didn't really like his standing apparently in the uh, the Steelers depth chart there, the wide receiver group, and uh, has talked to the team about a trade.
3: And I remember him playing yesterday, too, uh, and and noticing what you noticed. And the funny thing is, both passes that he had thrown to him by two different quarterbacks were way off the mark and he had absolutely no opportunities to catch it there were a lot of and, those last night right throws and,
2: behind players and, and
3: yeah. you could see the frustration in him yesterday and i woke up and and you know did my exercises and started looking at the news and then i noticed that he Don't, was to you know not content with with his role and and i can understand why after watching him yesterday
2: i no need to brag about how much you or do not work out Just throwing <laughs> that in there um so that was a, a story i didn't think we'd have many storylines other than injuries coming off of the hall of fame game but apparently there's that um did you get did you watch the game uh, with the fantasy eye last night cw and learn anything can you learn anything from these preseason games at all
3: yeah learn by not overdrafting guys just because they were in the first preseason week i mean you, you just gotta you know temper your expectations i did want to see how the offensive line for pittsburgh looked and I actually thought they looked pretty good. I mean, a lot. There were several. And we cases saw Raji, uh,
2: or Najee Harris run. Not, well. not only
3: did he look pretty good in the few carries that he had, it looked like they weren't touching him the yeah. moment he had the ball in his hand. You know, which is what was happening last year, and they were much worse of a pass blocking uh, offensive line than they were uh, run blocking. But I did. I, I'm not going to move Najee Harris up five spots. But at the same time, they looked a little bit more promising than. You know than what maybe I had envisioned, and Dallas's front line isn't isn't great. Obviously, they're not one of the top defenses of the league, so you also have to take that into account.
2: Uh, Tony Chandler, what's going on in Panthers Land this week?
4: Well, like Chandler said earlier, tonight is Fan Fest, which is the the big event at Bank of America Stadium, where you know they have a kind of a full on practice, and the fans are out there. and And right now, I think that we're all just uh, continuing to look at Sam Darnold's progression at quarterback. I mean, I think that is the number one story. When it comes to Carolina going forward and will determine our success this season is all roads lead back to Sam Darnold to the point where every pick that's thrown in training camp is, is catching some national news at this point. But right now, I think uh, all signs are pretty good when it comes to the way Carolina's camp is going, which is very vanilla, and that's what you want to hear.
2: Yesterday, we had Emory Hunt on the show from CBS Sports HQ, and it sounds pretty basic to say, well, it all depends on Darnold. But he said, Tony, he loves the roster they have put around the quarterback right now. He loves the way they have bolstered their defense in the last like year and a half. It happened pretty quickly. He likes the weapons there. It all comes down to Darnold. That's kind of the
4: consensus. Does it work or not?
2: Yeah. Chandler? As simple as that.
6: I mean, it's, the, the pressure has got to be on Sam Darnold, knowing that he has the weapons that he never had in New York. Um, so he's, I mean, basically the pressure's on.
4: Yeah, and we do have uh, offensive weapons. That is a, a, the story there is that, you know, DJ Moore continues to shine. Robbie Anderson is as fast as as can be. And you can now add Dan Arnold to the mix, which seems like a, a, an important red zone threat and might be, uh, you know, one, a fantasy option at tight end this year.
6: Also, Terrace Marshall Jr. is also making a name for himself yeah. in and,
4: this year's training camp. And then Christian McCaffrey back. And, you know, there's a reason that you didn't pick him, number one in the draft, because somebody kept him.
2: Yeah, CW, when we look at what the Panthers have, the Falcons are certainly an enigma and and what about the saints we have no idea the about michael the thomas news like who's I, I know i asked you this just a couple weeks ago but remind me again who is the number two team in that division Do i you still go saints
3: i think it's carolina
2: yeah i'm wow. starting to lean that way myself yep i don't <laughs> like to say it out loud but i could but <laughs> yeah, you like other people to say <laughs> it. yeah yeah totally yeah <laughs> I mean, they had a ton of question marks with all those teams. I think there's more knowns with Carolina than there are you with, guys, with the other ones. Did you
6: guys see Jameis Winston falling down going through the? Oh, uh, it was so everything wonderful.
2: he does looks awkward and funny for whatever reason. His pregame speech is eating a W. His the way he fumbles the ball with nobody around him, and now we added a new one running through the pads. Yeah.
6: everybody's going through so smoothly, <laughs> like nothing's wrong, and then there he is,
2: He's like freaking pinballing. They him. are beating him down. <laughs>
4: Well, one of the things with the Saints that I'm, um, you know, you're trying, you don't want to over forecast or over speculate, but you know the Panthers were very good through 2017, and then in a in an instant just became very old, really quickly, and you know that's something that you could see happening to the Saints as well as as you're starting to look at some of their defensive line, which has been very formidable over the year or over the last two years. Rankins is a nice addition or coming back from an injury. But at the same time, is Cameron Jordan, Is he how long can he continue to be that dominant player? And if that defense does have to kind of step up more than they've had to in the past because of the offense being without Drew Brees, you know, Michael Thomas. And, and is Michael Thomas the weapon that we truly, you know, think of him as? Or is he just a very fancy possession receiver at this point? So you look at all those factors, and yeah, the the Saints should be the number two on paper but you could see a flip-flop coming or a potential flip-flop coming
2: cw i got uh dalvin cook and i'm looking at his years i thought it was 2019 but it might have been 2018 when he played in 11 games uh he played in 14 and 19 14 last year and he was unbelievable last year i bring him up because i saw a headline that says joe mixon ready to roll after injury marred season it is really tough to to trust and to spend a high pick on a guy like Mixon who's missed a lot of time. You know the talent's there. My question is, at what point, when do you take Joe Mixon in 2021?
3: Well, I do think he's in that that tier after the the top. Well, see, I kind of put the tier. A lot of people like to call the first round draft uh, the first round running backs as tier one. And to me, I don't think there's a tier one. I think there's a tier one and a tier two. I put Derrick Henry. Um, Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey in one tier and then I put some of the other guys following them in tier two so I kind of put Joe Mixon in the tier three for my account
2: behind Elliott Kamara um,
4: has Joe Mixon ever been a top running back there?
2: He has been drafted as one by myself I know that much
3: and obviously part of the reason why he hasn't done so well is is how the offense has progressed or regressed i guess over the years that he's been there and you're right a lot of it is more promise than than what we've actually seen but we know this he is a a three down back or he can be a three down back i think last year he was heading towards that he was definitely worth of a late first early round uh second round pick until he got hurt so the the key to a running back who is drafted in the late first, early second, or even mid second, where I think he's going now, is volume, and who who do they have behind him? They don't have anybody behind him. He is a pass catcher. Gio, Gio Bernard went to Tampa. So right now, if you think he's going to be on the field three downs for most of the uh, of the season, and again, we cannot. Talk about injuries. That's one thing you cannot do unless you have a guy who's just been so injury plagued, like a, a Sammy Watkins, you know, or somebody like that. But other than that, you don't really try to predict injuries. If he's going to be on the field for three downs most of the time, he is going to get the volume, and he will be worth a late first, early second pick.
2: I mean, looking at it now, his best year was 2018, where he had over 1,100 yards, eight rushing touchdowns, almost 300 receiving yards, and a touchdown. And he followed that up with 278 attempts. Uh, where he only had 1100 yards that speaks to how bad the Bengals were right before getting burrow right five touchdowns so he's put up numbers that would suggest that he's going to get the volume and he's going to produce it's just a matter of this point played six games last year which he had played in at least 14 his first three years so maybe maybe last year is an anomaly and he will be a guy that will produce this year. And
3: and look at too uh you're you're talking about a a quarterback who got hurt in I think week 10 or 11. He tore his ACL and his MCL. The beat writers in Cincinnati have been talking about from camp about how he has been extremely careful with his knee and running the ball. And what I remember watching the highlights from Cincinnati last year, yes, he threw a bunch of touchdowns, but I recall a lot of runs that he made into the end zone. I want to say he maybe ran for anywhere from three to four touchdowns. I don't think you're going to see that with him, knowing that he is being extremely careful. In fact, they said the passing offense looks a lot weaker than what they anticipated at this point, if you talk to the beat writers. And so that spells to me that they're going to really rely on Joe Mixon. So to your point, too, we were talking off the air about the a pick that you might be picking where you might be looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of a Nick Chubb or a Joe Mixon. And Nick Chubb is obviously the best running back of the two. In fact, you could argue he's the best running back in football, but you do have a cream hunt that Joe Mixon doesn't have in the back. So there is something to be said about that decision that you might have to make there.
2: Tony, who do you want to fall to at that spot? I think Saquon Barkley. It's like we have another pick, Nick Chubb. That's who I'm hoping for. That's your home
3: run hit.
4: I am hoping because, again, I think who's behind him is another good question.
3: Devon Booker. Now, they did sign – Wayne Gallman went to San Francisco, so they let him go. But they did sign another running back to – one a former uh, Washington football team, Alfred Wilson, Al-
2: Morris, Alfred Morris.
3: Excuse me. Who's so him? Uh, the Giants? Uh, now, whether or not he gets cut by preseason game number four, you know that remains to be seen. But they did they did throw another body into. That I don't fold. think
2: it matters who's behind no. Barkley. If right. he's healthy and playing, he is going to be McCaffrey light as far as touches go.
4: I think one of the weaknesses for Saquon is just third down and passing situations because of pass blocking he's not been a good blocking running back and so sometimes they've cycled him out for that
3: and i don't think i, I, I to my point uh going back Cliff, I, I wasn't trying to suggest that maybe he was going to steal carries right. as, as a third running back on the team it is watch what these coaches and these gms do especially with an injured player, we we all know that they are going to casually bring him back. That doesn't mean you can't win a fantasy league with him right. if you like him at that pick. But we also know that if they're going to keep him on the roster, there's something to be said about that, about how much they're going to actually want to play him in this particular What about season.
4: Aaron Jones? What do you guys think about him? Well, he, he's
3: been one running back and one player in the first two rounds. That has shot up his ADP since Aaron Rodgers came back. He's actually shot up more than Devonte Adams. Now Devonte Adams has been a, a mainstay in the first round. He has moved up about three positions since Aaron Rodgers had you know decided to come back last Tuesday. But we went from a mid, mid to late second round pick to I I just did a draft early last night and he was he was pick number six overall. So you were talking about uh, an, an entire round basically moving up because he was a mid second round pick you know when when aaron Rodgers had possibly decided not to come back to camp so, i
2: think yeah. aaron jones would be a terrible pick for you tony because he's already <laughs> kept in our league oh is he yeah okay. <laughs> well that's a good reason you'll not
3: still get with. information though
2: uh cw sloan tony dunn here hanging out in the pirate radio studios how's your draft going over there cw
3: uh i've been put on auto pick due to inact- in- inactivity i guess <laughs> after talking with you that, i don't know that was probably the best way you to go here it
2: uh, so you went travis kelsey tyreek hill who was your third pick
3: uh, so, so Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and I uh, came back around with Josh Jacobs because so, we yeah. needed a running back. And oh, no, I'm going to tell you that back. I actually went for zero running back here. I went CeeDee Lamb in the third round, and uh, especially with the news with uh, Amari Cooper. What's the Amari Big Cooper news. news? So his doctors have taken a, a, quite a bit of look at what's going on with his foot, and I can tell you that it's not good. scares me. No, not good at all. I think his name was... Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the doctor. David Polk, David Polk. I can't remember the last name of this guy.
2: The only doctor we know is Dr. Dr. Andrews. James Andrews. Yeah, and,
3: and that wasn't the type of injury that he sustained. But the the injuries are showing, showing that he is really slow to recovery. And, you know, Michael Gallup has been running with the ones this entire preseason up to this point. And, of course, Dallas had to get a head start a little bit because of the Hall of Fame game. So they've been in pads a little bit longer than most of the other teams. It just doesn't look good when you are back and forth into this rehab. And it was at the end of last year when he was still hurt, and we still haven't seen a healthy Amari Cooper in quite some time. So uh, he's been following a draft anyway. A lot of people have been keeping up with this news, so this is not really uh, breaking news at this mm-hmm. point. But, uh, but it does shoot Michael Gallup uh, up a tad, a couple rounds, and, and certainly Amari Cooper down about two or three.
2: All right. Tony does uh, – he needs a, a running back, but he needs everything. I mean, if Travis Kelsey's there, Ooh. are you not considering him at all?
4: I don't... I, no, I don't think so. Mm, okay.
2: Really? Uh, yeah, really. Is that much of a game changer just to have... Yeah. CW just took him nine in a, redraft, in a draft where nobody's kept. So, kept.
3: once again, kept. And, and again, we do have a little bit of a, a difference here in this type of draft because this is a keeper draft, and, and you've got a lot of different intangibles that come into play. Yeah. But when you talk about your first-round pick... You just don't want a guy that will lose you your leak. It doesn't mean he's going to be the number one, number two, or even number five or six fantasy go getter in this particular round. You don't want him to be hurt twenty seventh or thirtieth. Kelsey's less risky than a running back. Yeah, he, true it, or false? Not only is it true, he, he arguably he's actually safer than Christian McCaffrey. If you go, <laughs> I, it's a, it's a true statement. Tony, s-
2: we're handing you another championship. Okay. I want to know. He is a like- safer. I like pick. the he's San not Francisco Kansas tight end even more. Well, he's already been taken. Cap-2. Yeah, you need to get that list. And he's been it's hurt, so too, long. in the last three years. It's so long. It is. Look, if you want to be our champion, you got to represent the league as okay. a champion. You're
4: right.
2: You're right. <laughs> Let's uh, take a timeout. Holy we'll come back. Cow. We'll have more. Tony's got a lot going on right now in his brain.
3: And I'm picking next, so I need to I need to get off this one for just a minute. Because <laughs> I've got to focus on not drafting.
2: <laughs> we are totally nerd-festing out here in the Pirate Radio studios on Free Beer Friday and Hawaiian Shirt Friday. We'll take a timeout, come back, talk more NFL. We got uh, Mike Houston comments coming up later on in today's show. We'll also talk to Corey Scott, the head coach of the Greenville Little League All-Stars, got a win earlier today. We'll find out what's next for them down in Warner Robins. They're two wins away. If They win their next two. They are heading to Williamsport and the Little League World Series. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this.
0: Listening to hour one of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $1,000 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio. On our social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at PR927 FM. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at free PR927 FM. Join the close to fifty thousand followers today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Baron. All right, back with you, Hour One,
2: Pirate Radio Live, Free Beer Friday, Football Friday here on the show. We talk NFL every Friday with Tony Dunn from CarolinaCatchronicles.com, CW Sloan. Has been hanging out during his uh, summer off. As uh, When do you start back teaching again? I go back Friday. Next Friday? Yeah, next Friday. A week from today. And when do the kids show up?
3: They'll show up on the 23rd, which is a Monday. So we'll have a, <coughs> a weekend after my first day and then a full week's worth go. Open house. And then we're ready to roll.
2: We will have a best of show uh, next Friday. Tony, you're off. As well. Where yeah. are you going? Mexico i'm going to somewhere just as exotic uh new jersey <laughs> yes I, I agree yeah so new jersey what's up there uh my mother-in-law okay oh, cool. and my wife's family nice and a lot of farmland mm-hmm. it's more farmland than it's around here i was assuming when i made my first trip it would be like the um intro to the sopranos or boardwalk empires yeah like uh it's not that it is just like growing up in Winterville, to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, the people just talk a little different. So, uh, yeah, got that uh, coming up. We have a fantasy draft going on as we speak. The big dog is on the clock. Travis Kelsey just went, Tony, so you don't have That's that decision not the to make. Uh, you've got two picks to be made, and then you will select. And then C.W. will make a pick, and you'll have another one. So. Sort
3: of. Actually, yeah. Oh, you're right. I do have one. one. I have pick. one already thrown in there for pick. me.
2: Yep. And we assume you are going to go running back, because right now you have a quarterback, Justin Herbert, and Tyree Kill, a receiver, on your roster. I go at a, this
3: point. Well, no, it's not a fact. I will go by value, and right now okay. the value of running backs are dwindling in this round based on the keepers that have already been kept, and obviously the first two tiers that have already gone before me. But um,
2: so you're going best available. I'm players. going
3: best available in the first round. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to stick to that philosophy, which is, you know, you don't have to always hit the home run in the first round. Just don't screw it up. Don't yep. screw your first round pickup.
4: But our, in our league, running backs get thin really, really quickly. They do. You they know, did. and that's the that's the hard part. I've missed and tried to push the running back and get in that second tier, and ugh, All right, it's a long at, season. Let me
3: ask you a question: Three years ago, who was your first round running back? Do you remember your first pick you took that was a running back?
4: I don't think I have had to in years because and, I've just and, had Kamara in and you, my back pocket. And you pocket won why last year? Because he had seven touchdowns in the final <laughs> game. He had six, six.
3: but <laughs> but Felt like you, seven. But you didn't draft him as your first pick you actually stole him yeah. his rookie year his rookie year in the 14th, 14th round round, awesome. and it translated not that year or even the year after but it took a couple of times the way that this kind of draft goes you're typically not going to win or lose your you know the, the championship this none of these guys are really going to be the difference i mean if you think about the difference in points between you know traffic travis kelsey and zekio elliott their best years zekio elliott was just a shy above travis kelsey as their you know their their top positions at their spot so i you know like i said i i don't i, I prescribed to just don't lose your league in the first round that's i
4: did pick jonathan taylor last year in the first round it was a slow slow
2: start but boy well, that helped he during so the playoff yeah. round right yes exactly there you go yep by the way we haven't discussed this we're going to have to move the playoffs i guess to week
3: 17
2: week 17 championship mm-hmm. 15 semifinals 16, uh, 16 yep. first round 15
3: yep It's the best way to do it.
2: We will do that. Um, We are announcing publicly right now. All right. um, Let's see. Any NFL news and notes this week? Uh, The Deshaun Deshaun Watson stuff. Rumored to be heating up trade talks with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, if you're the Eagles, you can't really pull the trigger unless you know he's going to be available to play, correct?
3: Yeah. It makes sense. You can't give up three first
2: rounders. So. I don't know. Like, when is this? When is the decision going to be made on Watson? What is his stat... Like, that whole thing is way up in the and air. And why
3: right isn't now. the NFL
2: acting faster on this? Well, what are they? Well, right now, what they are can't... the options? Right now, the
3: NFLPA can't really do anything to him other than if, if the Texans want to hold him back to keep him from getting injured to make sure his trade value stays what it is. Then, then the Texans can do that.
2: It's the mo- biggest problem right now. He doesn't want to be a Texan
3: and he didn't want to be a texan even when all of this happened that's of what i'm saying Correct. if he
2: was just regularly happy with his team right. he'd be practicing right now Correct. and everything would be normal right. so from that standpoint the eagles could go ahead and make a trade because he's
3: available to play week one right but but the question is you know if philadelphia decides to do that and they get this transcendent uh, talent along with jalen hurts but at the same time the NFL finds all of this the stuff that comes back around legally and they don't have him for 2021 was it still worth it that's the question that that they're going to decide do they give Jalen Hurts a year and let's figure out what we have between the two quarterbacks right. and if he pans out then we either have trade value for Deshaun Watson or we we <clears throat> trade Jalen is, Hurts so is
4: there any possible world though where Deshaun Watson doesn't have some sort of punishment
2: Associated with
3: he this? could be suspended yeah. the entire year, right? If you go back to Ben
2: Rogers, but I think to answer your question, yes, really, like, like he can just play a full season. If they settle out of court and he pays a bunch of money and it's all gone, then yeah. But, I don't know how
3: likely that is.
2: But you are saying, think,
4: can
3: he play a whole season?
4: No, I am saying, is there a world where he there is zero there's no punishment, punishment because, like Greg Hardy, Greg Hardy got put on the not commissioner non exempted list, and his all of his stuff got dismissed. Yeah, char- charges were filed, but so let ultimately he, was dismissed. So it's like let's it's, say he
2: settles out of court. Would Roger Goodell say, okay, you are out four weeks, six weeks? Is that what you are saying? Yeah, I yes. mean, I feel like there has to be some sort of punishment,
4: and
3: and I don't know how long this uh, had to add the number of years this was but if you remember when Roethlisberger had some similar incidences and it was really with one female not with many. He had a four game suspension. He was suspended for a third of the season almost so Hmm. I I don't see
2: how. Okay Tony maybe I'll change my answer to there will be some sort of suspension.
4: If, if not, then it really kind of just shows you the force of the, the whole NFL punishment system. And not that I, I, I do like the have your day in court type mentality. Let's not jump ahead of things. But the NFL has set a precedent in intervening and, and being quick to punish over the last five years rather than let's hold back and see how it's going. And that's really been the kind of odd part of this whole storyline is that the NFL has just taken a time out on this and saying we're not getting into it yet because originally they said they were uh, launching an investigation and some things like that. Nothing. It's just been crickets about it. And I think
3: one major point that we need to also throw out as far as why the NFL is doing that is that there is a a rather large difference between civil cases and criminal right. cases and so far they have not had wow, any criminal right. charges yet and i think that's the biggest issue saying
4: they're coming though
3: and if they and once that happens i think that's when we see you know the hammer come down on him at least marginally you know for the 2021 season but let's say you're the eagles and you know that he's suspended for four games Let's give that number based on Roethlisberger. Oh yeah, do the trade right do you, now. Do you do the trade and and you have two quarterbacks that could potentially one of them be you know in 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 possible trade discussions even for twenty twenty two.
2: Yeah, I think you go ahead and do it yep. at that point. Uh, a couple of questions. Uh, In a regular redraft league, no keepers, no nothing startup, um, is Trevor Lawrence valuable as a fantasy quarterback this year?
3: Yes. In fact, um, if you notice a lot of Jacksonville um, buzz coming around between uh, DJ Chart, uh, Chenault, Travis Etienne, James Robinson, and Trevor Lawrence, I do think... Uh, at some point maybe not in the first couple of weeks you know as as all quarterbacks are going to do they're going to start off slow rookie quarterbacks but i do think there's something there in jacksonville there's a little bit of a buzz you are talking about the worst division in football if you go from top to bottom in terms of the the defenses and the overall play yeah so i do think trevor lawrence uh you know he was picked number one for a reason so i do think there is something to be said about having him as your number one quarterback if you decide to wait to draft a quarterback that late and Trevor Lawrence is your number one. You need to have a stacked roster though. You need to make sure that you hit on all those different misses that you decided to pass on quarterback wise because you waited for Trevor Lawrence. Personally, I don't know that I'm going to go that route. I feel like I can start a better team by having him as my backup. But at the same time, if you feel confident doing that, especially in a 10-team league, 12-team league, it's going to get a little dicey to have that. But in a 10-team league, I certainly think he's viable as a as a guy that you want to have on your roster.
4: I did a mock draft, at a 12-team, like just like ours, our league set up. But <clears throat> obviously, the keepers weren't factored into that. And he went in the ninth. Yeah. That, I thought that was even early. Is that a twelve
2: team or twelve team?
3: Yeah, that's that's actually about. Well, and again, if you look at the tiers of where he's going, he's just Dude. going after Joe Burrow. I was going to say Ryan do you remember who
2: was like like Kirk
3: Cousins went time. after him. Yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins has been. I haven't seen a draft where Lawrence has gone uh, after Kirk Cousins. And, uh-huh. and Kirk Cousins had thirty-five touchdowns last year. But this is again a t- talking about touchdowns in, in fantasy. There there are anomalies at times. You are going to see regression out of certain teams and certain players in terms of touchdowns. Uh, he's certainly one that i he's think still is still got to regress. some good receivers there though. absolutely yeah. but they aren't they are a top five run team so i don't know that they're gonna have to pass quite all as right. much as they
4: how about this time. here's a tough one sam darnold or trevor lawrence trevor lawrence, trevor lawrence. really 100% hmm? why hmm? with all the weapons in carolina we were just talking about yeah and and i mean there is really not one weapon on the jacksonville jaguars
2: team that's super proven for Jacksonville. No, I mean, they're I, exciting, but yeah, I agree, they're not proven. Would
3: you also agree that, and we're talking about fantasy as opposed to how good the team is, Jacksonville's probably going to be down a lot more than Carolina, right? So you're going to see a lot more throwing from Trevor Lawrence okay. in third and fourth quarters than you are. Uh, the pass catchers in, in in Jacksonville are not as bad as we as we think. Between Marvin Jones, I, and I'm not comparing them necessarily our top guy. to bottom. That's our yeah. guy. But, I but love Marvin, Marvin Jones. He,
4: he was on my team last year. It was great.
3: Jones, Chenault, and DJ Chark are, are actually probably in the top half of the league and not the bottom half if you talk about wide receivers one, two, and three what together. What about Carr or Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. Holy moly. Now that's when you get into a really bad receiving core, a really bad receiving core in uh, in Las Vegas. I mean, Henry Ruggs is your number one.
2: Hey, Zay Jones has got. What about Brian Brian
3: Edwards? Is your number two receiver? I mean, yeah, young and young (laughs) and potential. And I think he's caught twenty-two total passes. I mean, they they've got the youngest wide receiver, one or two in the league. They got two two second-year guys, both of whom caught less than fifty balls combined. The only guy that you really need to worry about in in Las Vegas is Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs at at this point, between that entire offense. Everybody else is practically undraftable.
2: Uh, One more question. Does the Wentz news, the Quentin Nelson news certainly doesn't help, but the Wentz news, does that help or hurt Jonathan Taylor as a running back?
3: Absolutely hurts him. And the reason for that is a lot of people may look at that as, oh, they're going to run the ball more. Well, guess what? They're also going to be punting more. They're going to be in the red zone a whole lot less. The whole entire offense, when you talk about a Jacob Eason-led team, is going to to, to, to hurt. Michael Pittman looked really good in camp this year. He's going to fall. Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, all of them are going to get fewer opportunities to score in this particular case. And, and when you lose not only a, a starting quarterback, but also the best offensive line in, or offensive tackle in football you're going to see something that that hurts this entire offense. But if you were to say which one is is worse, I think it's the Carson Wentz injury more so than the Quentin Nelson. I think when you talk about the quarterback play, they're going to be in a lot of situations where they got to throw, especially third downs. And when they don't make those completions, what's happening? They're rolling the punt punt team out on the field. And so, no, I I don't feel like Jonathan Taylor is a first-round draft choice at this point.
2: I know everybody's not into this, but I could literally do fantasy football talk all damn day. Well, I've got more
4: questions. Is there <laughs> any value at running back on the Buffalo Bills this year?
3: Man, that's who oh, that's a garbage fire. When you talk about Zach Moss and, and Daryl Singletary, I I would stay away from the run game. I, I, you know, if you're talking about a deep twelve-team league and you want to make a flyer at one of those two guys, but again, at the end of the day, Buffalo, you know, makes its hay through what through passing the football downfield. You know, and Gabriel Davis is going to improve. I think uh, Stephon Diggs is going to get over 140 targets more than likely and only course course runner you, you want, got josh allen
2: you want yeah. for buffalo's josh Allen. yeah what uh, about now? we're out of time tony uh, by the way but go ahead and ask
4: one more cam Akers. now that he's hurt what do you do what do you do and if you're the rams
2: henderson
3: daryl henderson right now is going somewhere in the mid to late fourth round i, I do like him at that particular spot i don't think you're going to get extreme value out of him because you don't quite know uh let's let's also bear in mind one team wants to get rid of a running back another team has his College uh, uh, coach, uh, and that is Wisconsin's old running back coach, is at the Rams. Don't be surprised if you see a trade from Melvin Gordon. If if you don't see Daryl Henderson do really well, that might be a free agent pickup that you get later. Because the Broncos like... Yeah, Javante the... Williams from North Carolina. Yeah, really good well, running back. And
2: Don't they have another one they like, too? Uh I'm not sure. Or is it if, all Williams?
3: Yeah, I mean Devontae Williams. Are they like the two-headed monster they have there, but you also have a large contract that's eventually going to come to fold for Denver. And Melvin Gordon, you know, is not he, he's not going to burn things up out there in, in that particular that particular offense. Uh, honestly, Denver's really in trouble, in my opinion. I think they're they're on their way down. That's
2: what happens when you get Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> we are out of time. Check out the Panthers C Three podcast tuesday nights uh, on youtube with tony dunn and yep. crew cw thanks for hanging out yeah man we'll try to get you on uh again before you have to officially head back to school so love to all right good deal let's uh gl- by the way glenn's really struggling with this pick right now he's, um he's driving he's driving and he does not uh know what to do about saquon barkley should he pull the trigger don't do it he's struggling. Um we will take a timeout, come back. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live on the way. We're back with you after this. <laughs>
0: Listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Jersey Mike's is open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Order in store or online through the Jersey Mike's app jersey mics a sub above now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip rock
2: Alrighty, back with you here on pirate radio live on a free beer friday got a great giveaway coming up in our number three how about a 12 pack of bud light retro summer seltzers and a 12 pack of bud light citrus variety pack it can be yours along with some other goodies if you are the uh caller we ask for and caller in our number three all right, uh, let's talk some golf as Greeny. Mark Greenhouse from the Golf Shop Radio Show joins us here on a, a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, how you doing today?
7: Doing good, Clip. How you
2: doing? Doing fantastic. And uh, I guess we've got uh, multiple events going on to, to follow right now, Greeny, as uh, Harold Varner III is participating in the Barracuda Championship. And as a non-golf savant, I am having issues reading this leaderboard where the leader uh, is sitting at plus 29. So, uh, Mark, tell us about the, the Barracuda Championship going on in California and the scoring format for this tournament.
7: Yeah, this is one of those where they call it a modified Stableford system where you're getting points for uh, Eagles and birdies. Um, add it onto your score and you lose points for bogeys and double bogeys. So if you make worse than the double bogey, you're losing two points. So double or worse is two points. Bogey is one point taken away. And then birdies get two eagles, uh, get, uh, get four and double eagles get eight or albatross. So you want to make a lot of birdies in this one and not a lot of doubles.
2: So, Greeny, uh, while this is going on, uh, I guess there's another tournament going on as well, a bigger tournament, the World Golf Championship FedEx uh, St. Jude Invitational uh, going on. Harris English at 13 under par. So, looks like uh, the big names are participating in this event, right?
7: Yeah, that is correct. This is one of your four WGC events that we get every year, although... They have just announced the, the schedule coming out for the, the start of the next wraparound season. And actually, this WGC event will go away as a WGC event, and it will become a uh, the first playoff event of the schedule. So some interesting changes going on with the schedule as we head towards a, a September post-playoffs um, this year and right before the Ryder Cup.
2: Any other uh, significant or changes uh greeny that you saw that uh on this uh, new schedule for next season
7: yeah actually um with the pga tour doing a little investment into the european tour and i know you and i have talked previously about this other uh saudi arabian backed tour trying to uh, steal some players away um the pga tour and the european tour kind of announced a few co-events that they're going to sanction as well so you'll see the scottish open that is traditionally the event that uh the guys sometimes go over to before the the british open championship the scottish open isn't an official pga tour event they're also um going to move where the arnold palmer invitational is an invitational tournament they're going to move over and uh and have a co-event with that one as well so there's a few minor changes and then i think they also put some money into the irish open to kind of make that a bigger event so that's going to have a big time purse as well. So you'll probably see a lot more uh, of the PGA Tour players going over to the Irish Open.
2: Mark Green, Golf Shop Radio Show. They'll keep you up to date on what's going on this weekend in the tournaments, and also Greeny looking ahead to the Wyndham Championship in North Carolina. It'll be in Greensboro coming up next week. Uh, HV3 will be participating in that, and I did see somebody comment that uh, this is the best field they've seen in a while for the Wyndham Championship. Have you... Uh, Got to look at that. Greeny, what, what golfers are going to be in North Carolina next week?
7: Well, we don't get the official field today until 5 o'clock or till, uh I think at some point after play today or something along those lines. So we won't know the exact 100% field. But, yeah, so far it looks like a pretty good field. I mean, we've got some guys on the outside looking in. I mean, coming into this week, Ricky Fowler, for instance, was, was number 125 on the list. So – He obviously has to come play to make sure that, uh, you know, he tries to keep enough points to stay in the top 125. So that's kind of what you look at is who's, who's near 125. I kind of look at the guys from like 120 to like 130. And traditionally, what we do see is we see most of the time, like maybe one or two guys fall out and one or two guys fall in, um, and work their way in. So, despite the fact that we kind of look for some volatility there generally isn't a whole lot traditionally so you again you'll see maybe a couple guys fall out and a couple guys get in so that's the big thing because it is the final regular season
2: event greeny are you uh you paying attention to uh the women's golf going on in the olympics right now
7: yeah uh, i curious to see uh, how that weather is going to play out i know they had a, a little bit of issue that they were talking about maybe only getting three rounds in and and maybe not even getting the fourth round in. But as it stands right now, we're we're kind of waiting to see what's going to happen as we creep closer to this uh, later on this evening. But, yeah, Nellie Corda uh, with a three-shot lead right now. So looking pretty good. She struggled a little bit yesterday, um, but kind of figured it out down the stretch and was able to, uh, you know, kind of maintain that lead a little bit. So we will be interesting to see because uh, Aditi Ashok that's in second place don't really know a whole lot about her. Uh, but Lydia Ko and Hannah Green and a couple others down in third place. So if you remember, we had a seven-player playoff in the men's last week for the bronze medal, and it's kind of shaping up the same way again this week.
2: Greeny, uh, we talked about it last week and earlier uh, this week on the show. Mike Mullis joined us, and we were talking about what to do maybe to make the golf event, event better in the Olympics. And we were throwing out the obvious ideas. A team event would be fantastic. But even – Uh, Molly said a co-ed event maybe have two women two men uh, paired up in a foursome for each country and go at it that way there's so many so many options to make it better than it is now where it's just a single individual kind of regular tournament event
7: yeah anything different I think we're all craving for I mean we we get enough uh, four-day 72 hole events Um, I think we do want to see something better I, I also think the team aspect would be a great thing I mean you could have multiple things. You could figure out a way to have an individual men's champion, an individual women's champion, a team men's and women's champion, and then you could have also a mixed uh, championship. So there's a lot of different options out there. I mean, you're you're giving yourselves two weeks to do it. Um, you, you would think that there'd be some kind of option that they could figure out to to combine the two of them. Whether it's you know one plays one week and one plays the next week, and somewhere in between there you. Maybe you do a 36-hole team, a mixed-team event. I mean, there's definitely options, and it just seems like that we dev- we have not taken enough time to figure out what's going to appeal to the masses from this, because we all have said it's not 72 holes of stroke play.
2: <laughs> Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Greeny, uh, what you got planned for Saturday's edition of the Golf Shop Radio Show?
7: Well, our usual check in with uh, with Bill Bender, the sporting news. Then we've got uh, the women's U.S. Amateur Championship going on, um, so we are going to check in with Julia Pine to find out uh, how things are going there. Usually, we get to check in on a, a semifinal or a championship match on a Saturday morning, depending on how their weather goes. And then, to your point, we got the Windham Championship coming up, so we're going to talk to Mark Brazzle, the, the tournament director, and uh, check in and. We'll have a final field when we talk to him tomorrow morning, so we'll talk all about the uh, the tournament, who's going to be in, who's going to be out, and uh, who's on the bubble for the playoffs.
2: And, Greeny, will will uh, mix in a little football talk with you as we get closer and closer to the start of college football and NFL. The Clemson Tigers' win total in uh, 2021 is 11.5. Uh, will the Tigers run the table, or will they slip up and lose one? If you had to put some uh, some peanuts on it, Greeny, would you go over under 11.5 for your Tigers?
6: Uh,
7: I think they're going to run through the ACC. I think they're going to win the championship in the ACC, win the championship game. <laughs> I honestly think that Clemson-Georgia game is going to be a really good game, but I think out of the gate, I think Clemson has the advantage. I think if you played that game a little bit later in the season, I think uh, I'd be a little more concerned about Georgia, only because of the fact that a lot of these teams are looking to put new quarterbacks and people in play. and Clemson's basically returning all of their guys on defense, even though they got torched by Ohio state, Um, all these guys coming back with a little bit of experience. And we got to see our man DJ play two high profile games last year and threw 400 yards in each of those games with a bad shoulder. So, I think he's got to step up on uh, anybody that Georgia rolls out of quarterback. So I, I'm I'm going for the the run the table and then get us into the semifinal. All
2: right, there you go. You heard it uh, from Greeny. Mark Greenheld's joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, uh, appreciate your time and have a great weekend. A great show tomorrow. All right, thanks, Cliff. Have a good weekend too. All righty, there is Greeny joining us today on the Fixed and See Live line. Not a great HV3 update as he is right now. Again he's got four points he's plus four in this weird format that i'm not accustomed to uh the projected cut is seven plus seven so he needs uh basically what three birdies a birdie and an eagle in the last three holes as he is through 15 today tied for 81st at the barracuda championship presented if the barracuda championship was presented by a rock band shirley rhodes what band would be presenting that little music trivia here. Oh, that's
1: easy. Heart. Heart
2: is correct. Barracuda. (laughs) Uh, We've got... One of the
1: greatest guitar riffs you'll ever hear. (laughs) All
2: right, let's take a time out. Chandler, nothing? No, I like that song. (laughs) Okay. But don't ruin it for me. Good point. Hey, who sings that? Heart. Well, let them do it. Classic line to use
1: when
2: you don't like how about how about
1: let them sing it let them
2: sing it there you go all right when we return brett kennedy we like him chandler because he's awesome (laughs) he is mr excitement very enthusiastic he'll uh he'll get you ready for a sports weekend uh, we'll talk some pirate football, some area high school football, and more with WCTI 12's Brett Kennedy when we roll on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. <laughs>
0: Listening to Hour Two of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. The official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip All
2: Alrighty, back with you. Still a lot to go here on a free uh, beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We've got Morgan Ayers joining us at five o'clock. We got Corey Scott going to join us on the Fix NC live line at five o five. His Greenville Little League All Stars were winners earlier today. Two wins away. They win the next two. They are going to Williamsport for the little league world series we'll talk to Corey in hour number three we will make you a winner in hour three also a lot of mike houston comments to get to following today's ecu football practice practice number three uh for fall camp for the pirates is in the book so we'll hear from coach houston later on we'll talk a little pirate football and more right now with brett kennedy wcti 12 he joins us on the fixed nc live line brett how you doing
8: I'm doing all right, Clip. Hanging in there, man. You know when uh, when Brian North takes his usual vacation before football season starts, everything uh, gets a little crazy. But that's all right. I'm ha- I'm holding it down. I'm holding down the fort.
2: Appreciate you uh, giving us a few minutes uh, of your time on a busy Friday. Your Fridays, I guess, are about to get even busier. Here in a few weeks, Brett, we've been talking some area high school football on the show. Had Will Bland from J.H. Rose on last week. Nate Connor from D.H. Conley this week. So uh, you guys uh, getting your prep work in for another high school football season?
8: Yeah, yeah, we're getting ready to, uh, to vamp up on that. So I'm going to try to swing by South Lenore High School today and get their practice. And Coach Harold coming over in his first year uh, from South Creek. So I'm interested to to talk to him on his first year on the job. And depending on weather tonight, tonight is supposed to be the midnight madness at uh, West Craven high school for their football practice. They practice about midnight. So weather depending, uh, we'll see if they have that. And if they do, I'm going to try to swing on by that. And then there's a coach's, a coach's clinic and a a coach's jamboree uh, next week down in uh, Jacksonville. I'm going to, cover that and if brian doesn't get back from work in time i'm gonna MC that as well so a lot of high school coaches down there <laughs> and uh yeah man it's just uh football season is here ecu's back in practice this week
2: i love it a lot going on great time of the year brett and uh the folks around uh, these parts pitt county specifically south central jh rose dh conley are going to get to know the Jacksonville Cardinals and the Havelock Rams uh, a little bit better during the football season as the conference uh, has been shifted a little bit. What do we uh, what do they, we need to know about the Cardinals and the uh, the Rams? Uh, two really good football teams, Brett. Uh, what do they have in store for the Pitt County schools this year?
8: Well, uh, I, I I talked to Coach Alan Wooten at Havelock a couple weeks ago uh, at the uh, at the passing camp at ECU and. He said that they've, they've lost a lot of, of seniors from last year. Their defense, they were really senior-heavy last year. I mean, they do have a really good quarterback who is up and coming named Andrew Frazier. Um, he, he's tough. Um, they, they've got uh, – I mean, but they lost, they lost Camaro Edmonds. They lost Jalen Budget. There's their top two running backs right there. Cameron Hoover, uh, their best receiver, is gone. So they've got, they've got guys, uh, Vereen, the really tall tight end that they have. He is a stud. Um, I believe Cushenberry is back, too, their slot receiver. Um, but they – I think this is – I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see because Havelock's always a dominant force. I, I never want to count them out. But I don't know. Could this be a rebuilding year for them? That would be interesting to see as the season begins there. And then uh, as for Jacksonville, Bo Williams, man, his, his teams are always, always fun to watch um but uh but you never know um it could be we'll, we'll see i i think jacksonville i haven't i haven't read up a, a ton on jacksonville i know they've lost some guys but uh they they look to be back and 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 competitive again this year so i'm excited man like you said the conferences are switching up we get to see maybe new rivalries formed here who knows i'm uh I'm intrigued by all
2: this. Brett Kennedy joining us. Brett, the East Carolina football team had their third practice uh, earlier today. We've heard from Mike Houston. We'll hear more from Coach Houston coming up uh, in hour three of our show. But what's your take on ECU football, Brett? A ton of returners, so you're not going to have to dive through the the media guide too much. You know a lot of the names. Well, what's your expectations for East Carolina this upcoming season?
8: That's good, though. If you know a lot of the names coming back, I mean, uh, I mean, Naj- uh, Raji Harris. Uh, I mean, you've got Holton Naylor's back as QB one. You've got Tyler Sneed back. You've got CJ Johnson back. You've got all these guys, McMillan back in the secondary. Um, it, I, you like to see it, and you feel good. Uh, I mean, ECU when the when the preseason polls came out, they were picked and tied with uh, eighth with Navy to finish in the conference. I don't know. I think that's a little slight, depending on how many guys that they're they're bringing back this year, especially. And they at the media days the other day, they talked to McMillan and Aylers, and they were kind of they're going to use that as a motivating factor this year. But uh, we'll see. And they're going to get their chance against against some good teams. They're going to play Marshall this year. They're going to play South Carolina this year. They're going to open against Appalachian State in Charlotte. So they're going to have their chances to prove the doubters wrong. If you're if you're mad about that eighth eighth-ranked uh, seeding in the preseason poll, prove it. Prove it in these first couple games here to start the season. And, again, they talked to – we asked Mike Houston about that, and Houston goes – I love his response. He goes, well, that, that list doesn't matter. Yeah. The only list that matters is the postseason list at the very end of the year when all of this is said and done. And I love that attitude. And he was out smiling. Um, I I weren't. I haven't been to practice the last two days, but I was out for their first day of practice a couple of days ago, and he was out smiling. Even in the rain, he was a huge <laughs> grin on his face. I know he's excited for for the guys that he has back this year, and uh, I mean, and the, and the team ended on such a strong note, shocking everybody against SMU last year. And that high scoring game, SMU was ranked at the time. Uh, that was that was such a big win for them. And uh, I mean, that that I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see. I mean, ECU keeps building and building and building, and Mike Houston has turned this program around. The program was in almost in shambles when he arrived, and it's taken some time. But once he's gotten his guys in there, I think ECU, the, I mean, you can only go up from here. And uh, it, the season, if you're a Pirate fan, you've got to be excited because it, it looks very bright.
2: Brett Kennedy joining us. Brett, I will not ask uh, any other guest on this show this next question, and uh, nobody will have any insight on this answer like you do Colorado State football, the win total for twenty twenty one over or under is four and a half. Brett, uh, where should I put my peanuts? Over or under four and a half wins for Colorado State this year.
8: Well, uh I, I they they really bummed me out. <laughs> they, they beat they beat Wyoming, which is a huge win for them. I mean, that's the border war showdown, and they get they their trophy they get, they get the bronze boot trophy. It's the trophy of a giant boot. It's pretty awesome. They beat Wyoming last year, and that was the first time they had beaten them since I went to school there, which was awesome. But then against all the other teams, Air Force, Boise State, um I mean they, they didn't play Colorado, but I'm kind of glad they didn't because they would have gotten trashed anyways. I don't know. Um I mean I I I would say that's probably I, I love CSU to death. I mean you know me, that's my alma mater. But uh, I would probably say, um, unless I see something different from Adazio's team going into this year, I would say that's probably about right. They've got new uniforms this year. And I, I don't know if you've seen this, but they do this Orange Out game every year. They used to be called the, the A&M Aggies, the Colorado A&M Aggies back in the 40s and the 50s. And their colors were, uh, were green and orange. They have Orange Out games every year. Yeah. Have, for the Orange Out game this year, they're doing a throwback logo on the side of the helmet. Nice. And the red looks very similar to the UN.
2: Oh, yeah. I saw that.
8: A bunch, of, yeah. a bunch of people were mad about that, going, wow, that's copyright infringement. And, I mean, I, they're right. It does look very similar to that. So, But they've got new uniforms this year. I know they're trying to hype everything up. But uh, I don't know. I mean, they, they've got some winnable games on their record this year. Um, Vanderbilt, Toledo, but they play Iowa on the road. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Uh, but I they, they should beat New Mexico. They should beat San Jose State. Boise State's going to be tough. Wyoming's going to be tough. Air Force is going to be tough. They should be beat Hawaii. Uh, and then Nevada Nevada's up in the air. So I don't know. I would probably say four or five, maybe six wins. Maybe they sneak into a bowl this year. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brett didn't sound too confident there, so I'm not going over. I might just stay away from uh, Colorado State's win total. Uh, how about your Chiefs, uh, Brett? And, and you know, we know what they have, and, uh, and their win total is astronomical. Uh, who, in your opinion, is the biggest challenger to the Chiefs in the AFC? I'll throw out some candidates with Buffalo in the east, in the north, Baltimore, maybe Cleveland – um, In the South, uh, I guess the Titans would be the only candidate. With the Colts going through injuries and out west, uh, the Chargers are getting a little too much hype for my liking right now. So I don't know who, who is the biggest challenger you think to uh, another Super Bowl appearance for your guys.
8: I, I agree with you there. Kind of the hype train on the Chargers this year. It's like, come on, let's let's pump the brakes. I know Justin Herbert was great last year. We need to see more. We need to see more from their defense. They've lost some guys this year. Um, but yeah, you kind of you kind of hit the nail on the head. Some of those teams, I, I'm, the Bills really scare me. I, I the Bills, I, I'm I'm terrified of because they. I mean, here they just the hype train is real for them. And uh, Josh Allen, their their offense. I mean, they add uh, Emmanuel Sanders this year, and I mean they they look scary. Cleveland, if Cleveland keeps coming along now, don't don't count down Mount Eater either. either. Same with Tennessee. I'd probably say Buffalo, Cleveland, and Tennessee are the biggest threat in my mind to to challenge the Chiefs in the playoffs. One of those, if not two of those teams, are going to play the Chiefs in the playoffs. I I have a really, really good feeling about that. Um, But, yeah, you're right. I'm looking at the Chiefs' schedule here. Week one, they play Cleveland. Week one, right out of the gate. Then (laughs) they go to Baltimore. Then they play the Chargers week three. And then they play the Bills Week 5. So mm. we're going to see real fast, real fast, who is the dominant team in the AFC and who the dominant teams are. But the Chiefs' schedule this year is insanely tough. Um, they play Tennessee. They play Green Bay. Um, they, they, I mean, they go to the, They play the Cowboys. You never know what Cowboys team you'll get, you'll get there. Uh, they play Pittsburgh. And, I mean, they, they, they play – I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. They've got one of the toughest schedules in the league this year. I'm actually excited, uh, and, and you'll love this. I'm going with a co-worker. We got tickets to go to the Chiefs-Washington game week 6, October 17th. We are going to that game, so that'll be the, the first time I see Patrick Mahomes in person. So I'm really excited.
2: I'm a little offended you didn't mention Washington as one of the tough games. Show some respect for the NFC East defending tough. champions, Brett.
8: <laughs> that's right, that's right. You guys got fist magic this year. <laughs> uh, I mean, it should be that should be an exciting game. yeah, sorry no,
2: unfortunately, I mean, I, we won't be able to keep up with the scoreboard, but I am anxious to see what our defense and specifically the defensive front can do and maybe r- try to rattle Mahomes a little bit. I don't know. maybe maybe we can stay in it. We'll see.
8: yeah, I'm excited. To, I mean, Chase Young is scary, man, and that guy is only going to get better and better and better that dude is a monster so yeah that uh i mean for him to lead your guys' defense the next couple years i i don't know man I, that your division that division's up for grabs this year yeah. and i mean anybody it's anybody's division so i wouldn't be surprised if washington was back-to-back division champs let's i mean i don't want to jinx anything you've got to feel good about your chances in any, it's anybody's division
2: uh brett what year were you born just curious
8: 1993
2: okay i thought it was yeah washington hasn't been to the playoffs in back-to-back years in your lifetime so just throwing that out there
8: but anything is possible (laughs) thanks i saw saw my kansas city royals win a world series that is true and i saw my kansas city chiefs win a super bowl for the first time in 50 years Mm -hmm. so anything is possible my man
2: there you go brad you're a sports junkie like myself are you an olympics guy have you been following the olympics
8: you know, you're going to hate me for this. I really haven't. Hey,
2: I'm with you, man. No hate here. I'm with you.
8: I, I've tried. I've, I've tried here and there. Um, I know our – I don't even – see this This shows how bad I am. I don't even know. I know the basketball team, our men's basketball team, made it to the gold medal game. I don't even know if that's happened yet or not.
2: <laughs> I believe that is later on uh, this evening. So.
8: Okay, okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's good for them because they started off so slow to fight their way back in it. But, no, I did see Katie Ledecky uh, in swimming, won two gold and two silver. Good for her. Uh, How about Simone Biles? She was getting so much hate. And then to finally come back and and to show up on the balance beam and get a third-place medal, good for her. She doesn't owe anybody a darn thing for all the hate that she's gotten. She could walk away tomorrow and just be totally fine with it, and she wouldn't owe anybody anything. So good for her to come back and fight through adversity there and get a bronze medal. Um, but then other than that, again, you're right. I haven't seen a ton otherwise. Other than that, um, I did see those two guys that shared gold. I think, what was that, in the high jump, that Italian guy? And, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that guy was from America or not. But, again, you're going to hate me. Yeah, again, other than that, I haven't watched <laughs> a ton. I'm kind of ashamed of myself.
2: Brett, I uh, love the energy you always bring to the program. Uh, it's infectious. What uh, What you been up to this summer outside of work, or has it been all work for you?
8: well uh no i've been i've been trying to to get away um um, and 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 try to and try to enjoy some things um i uh i've been recently uh seen a female in my life and so (laughs) we're we're going down to the beach later this week all right we're gonna check that out and maybe maybe catch a down east wood ducks game she's never been so great she's uh she's trying she's trying to go to one but yeah man i've I've been working on that, and then some really cool stories I've been doing. There's a Jacksonville paratrooper who's boxing in Jacksonville tonight. Had a great story. He was homeless for a while, separated from his wife and kids. Now his, he's got a home again. They're, his family's back together. He committed, uh, he was tempting taking his own life two years ago, and he's mm. now he's fighting for uh, mental health. I did a really cool story on him. He wants wow. to box tonight. And then the uh, motocross rider from uh, Cape Carteret, he was in Loretta Lynn's amateur motocross rider, 17 years old. He's met Cooper Webb, motocross legend from down here. So his story was crazy. He's been racing this week. Um, Loretta Lynn, if anybody doesn't know, that's the amateur racing pinnacle for motocross riders. So that was a cool story. And then, yeah, man, just, uh, just kind of relaxing and enjoying these last couple weeks with summer here.
2: Brett, great stuff, man. Great to catch up with you and talk with you in a while. We will uh, keep in touch and get you back on to talk more football uh, once we get into September. Looking forward to that, and uh, have a great rest of your summer, man.
8: Same with you, Cliff. Always a pleasure to talk, and, man, football season's going to be here before you know it, and I, like, you know this. I mean, I, I can't freaking wait
2: brad kennedy is not alone with that statement brad thanks for joining us we will uh check in with him as we get closer to a kickoff east carolina how many days away are we now chandler jenny was in here earlier updating the board where are we at now 27 days wow 27 it's getting close that is that's that's a that's not a big number
6: it's well it's getting little and little and little.
2: <laughs> all right let's take a time out when we return we'll wrap up uh, hour two by hearing from holt nailers and jaquan mcmillan they were representing east carolina at aac media days you'll hear what they had to say the questions they were asked the answers they had when we return on pirate radio live here on a free beer friday back with you after this
0: Listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University dot com. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud, or Spotify subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iphone or apple device and search for pirate radio audio archives now let's head back in to pirate radio live here's your host clip rock
2: all right we've had some great shows had some great podcasts as well alan thomas one-on-one with lauren perdue uh former olympic medal winner also holt nailers one-on-one with troy d and troy d's chat with phil Steele as well so a lot of great pirate radio podcasts uh, coming out in the last week or so. We are eyeing down the start of another football season and coming up in hour 3, you'll hear comments from Mike Houston after day 3 of ECU fall camp right now. We'll hear some comments from Pirate quarterback Holden Naylors and cornerback Jaquan McMillan as they represented ECU for AAC Media Days. This was a zoom event. Uh, but you will hear the questions reporters had and the answers the players provided. And, Shirley, let's go ahead and hear uh, number one.
9: Uh, for both of you, but, Holton, uh, you know, your side of things, just uh, raising your completion percentage, uh, a statistic that's gone up for you, just what you can say overall uh, you're seeing from your game looking back on film as you get into the season. And Jaquan, seven interceptions in two seasons, just what quarterbacks should know about you? Um, Just know
10: I'm going to compete at a high level, and everything, every play, um, not to, I guess not to come to my side. I study film a lot. Uh, I'm going to know what, what's coming. That's about it.
9: Yeah, like you said with me, it's just about um, completion percentage. I mean, anytime you can get the ball in those guys' hands, um, we got pretty good skilled players um, at every single position. So anytime you can get the ball in those guys' hands, I mean, it's better. So anytime um, I can raise that, um, that's a big deal for me.
2: Hold Naylors, Jaquan McMillan, Shirley, let's uh, hear cut too.
9: And then for you both, uh, just thoughts on name, image, and likeness being in a new world for student athletes where you can actually benefit while you're in college. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I mean, it's, it's a definitely a good plus. Um, you know, I mean, anytime you can do that and benefit from it, you can. But I mean, the main focus is still the main thing, and that's football and, and getting to a bowl game here, and that's what we're focused on.
10: Yeah, I agree with Holden. Uh, I think it's a great thing. Uh, obviously, it's history. Uh, it's a good way that uh, student athletes can uh, make money out there. They name and likeness, and uh, but like he said, the number one rule is the team, and we got, we all have one goal. All
2: right, there's Holden Ailers, Jaquan McMillan, Ronnie Woodward, a familiar voice asked a question to Holden and Jaquan. Let's hear it.
11: Hey Jaquan, looking at uh, the big news of today is the preseason poll and that ECU and Navy were picked tied for eighth, I think, among 11 teams. Uh, What do you think about that? Is that kind of stuff motivation at this point in the year or or, or no? Um, Just what do you think about that standing?
10: Um, It's definitely motivation, motivation to me uh, to keep working harder. I want to be at the top of the lift. I don't want to be tied with anyone. I want to be number one. So yeah, it's definitely motivation. So I'm going to go out to practice, compete every day like I do. And, uh keep
2: striving for more all right a perfectly fine q a going there why do they have to pump in the generic rock music and the star wars sounds why can't we just hear a what if i'm just up here talking and all of a sudden this mute music starts playing and i'm trying to talk and all you can hear over top of it is these machines the guys screaming a machine gun going off we're in outer space Guy, on your face.
10: Mark Lindsay
2: shows up. There's a guy screaming in pain. There's another guy yelling. For sure. Then there's Mark again. What does that add? Actually it added quite a bit. I think we should do that for the entire rest of the show. What do you think? When Morgan Aylers is here? Do we not agree? Should we have music running and guns firing off and lasers and Mark Lindsay?
1: You know, Patrol? I just I just don't understand. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of like...
2: No, go ahead, Shirley. Wow. Go ahead, Shirley. Oh,
1: I was going to say, I don't understand <laughs> in this technology <laughs> age <laughs> <for> <laughs> where <laughs> we have <laughs> Zoom interviews <laughs> and <laughs> people don't know how to turn <laughs> their <laughs> microphones off, and now we have websites, <laughs> you know, sound <laughs> effects <laughs> in the background. <battle. laughs> <laughs> Down, down, I down, mean, down, it's down. horribly distracting.
2: We're sorry, what ESPN? <laughs> I'm ESPN, sure, I'm pretty sure there's more of that in cut four. Uh, we'll see. Here's uh, more.
11: And Holton, uh, we've already oh, they turned the music down the a little bit. Surprise team has is been right. about ECU. When you hear oh, ECU right, can good. be a surprise team in this league, um, you've been around it a while. What does that mean to you when you hear that?
9: Yeah, um, I mean, we've always been looked over. Um, we might be a surprise team to other teams. But we're not going to be a surprise team to ourselves. Um, we hold ourselves very um, accountable in, in what we do, and we take everything personal. Uh, you are talking about the predicted to finish eighth. Um, I don't think any of us try to finish eighth, so we'll see how that does at the end of the year.
2: All right, there's Holt Nailers. You know what that was missing? <laughs> it was missing some jams. And some gun sounds and some lasers. and Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think we're going to be pretty good this year. You know, just got to get the ball in those guys' hands. And let Crank them make
6: planes. Up. And uh, just got to do what we got to do to get to a ball game this year. You know, and, I mean, it's going to take a lot of work, but that's we're what we're doing right now. And, uh, yeah, Mark, I, you can see it on our face, the hard work and determination
2: to get sure. there. You know, we haven't been there in forever. Pew, 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 pew. You know what? I think that adds quite a bit to it. From now on, when we're in, when Why? When Mike Houston's talking at his press conference, I'm gonna bring a boombox <laughs> and start playing some jams. Well, I do it's have a, a boombox, actually. Can I borrow it? Sure. I wanna play some guitar riffs while he's talking about the team. I'm good, sure that'll day go over well. <laughs> good day of practice, <laughs> Hit it surely. Oh, sorry. Hold on, <laughs> Coach. How practice go today? Hey, it was a good, good day of practice. Uh, Could you speak up a little
6: bit? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, but uh, it, it was—it's a good bunch, and uh, we a lot of physicality. And uh, when the opportunity is there. On uh, all right mark that's enough buddy um but we have a good bunch and sure. we're gonna do, we're gonna sure. work we're gonna work our freaking tail off every time we get on
2: that practice field every t- opportunity we have
6: <laughs>
2: our freaking tail off bro uh Shirley, let's take cut five
12: can you give us uh your, your thoughts on today's first practice how, how everyone felt out there what everything was like getting back out there on the field
9: felt good. I mean, anytime you can get back out there on the field, um, I mean, camp's always an exciting time of the year. It's the start of the season, um, you know, about a month away from opening kickoff, so it's an exciting time. I mean, this is what we work for
10: year-round, and I'm just excited to be out there. Yeah, Sam, it was uh, a blessing to be back out there to compete with my team, get better with my team, work hard, and, yeah, that's about it.
6: All right. My but, question is, is, why did they do the music for that one – question
2: and they didn't do it for the rest it's on video i don't know maybe they were showing highlights showing either highlights or the um or the poll maybe yeah but some sort of graphic which is fine that's great to pop that up there while they're talking i'll tell you what we don't need that's what we don't need
6: or do we what was that looney tunes like Sound effect right there at the
2: beginning. Uh, a ball, a ball, a
12: ball.
2: <laughs> it sounded like somebody running off. All right, what do we on, uh, Shirley? Let's hit the next uh,
1: one. I had five. Because now I want to hear these, but six.
2: really I just want to hear if they play more music. Let's let's find out.
12: Coach talked a little bit about how happy he was with how the defense played towards the end of last year. Those those back to back wins. Can you elaborate on you know where you see you guys as a group right now on defense?
10: Uh, I feel like we're just competing at a high level now everybody's competing it's not just uh, one group or or the other group it's, yes! it's all of us that's competing we make us it, we' it start in practice the offense pushes us and defense we push them so when that when you come in and practice you competing it's gonna come even uh, easier in the game. <laughs>
2: did notice they turned it down from the first time they came in first time you couldn't hear draquan mcmillan at all now they're at least playing it at a lower volume so you can hear what he's saying but man why
1: does it have to have music in the first? exactly <laughs> why
2: do they have there shouldn't be any turning it up or turning it down from they a production have
1: standpoint that drives me bananas. and there's a guy
2: in a production room saying this would be cool all right he's talking um we can understand clearly what he's saying he's making good points hit the music right now crank it up baby oh this is great this is great add sound effects add some lasers add mark Lindsay. we need Lindsay. bring in Lindsay. i can see it on your face all
6: right all right, all right. bring him in one more time here at the
2: end ready mark Lindsay. here we go for sure yeah that's it great production guys where'd he go espn plus was there a Should production meeting at all?
1: <laughs> no,
2: um,
1: not with Shirley in the building.
2: Shirley hit the next cut. And Holden, can you oh, can you tell us got a little jazz bit about going? you know
12: carrying over the offense? It sounds like you got a ton of guys back. Uh, what the hell is this? Music? Like a huge thing when you go into a schedule like you guys are Hold on, play playing so from the beginning you know, again.
6: They're playing it and while Holden, the guys asking the
12: question. Can you tell us a little bit about you know carrying over? They the went from offense. rock to like it sounds like you got a ton top of guys forty. Back. Uh, Mixed familiarity me, is know. always a huge thing when you go into a schedule. this. Like sounds like something at. you would so, play in a you know, movie
1: that you're you watching at, like, 11 p.m. on HBO on a Friday night. We're talking
9: cinema? Yeah, mean? we definitely ahead. Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably the most ahead we've been just because, like Sorry said, to interrupt you, Lorton, but they've already I've I've done it out with, out with music. And starters, like the Red Shoe Diaries. Too Deep is back. How do you know about that? You just kind of jump into things. I mean, most of the guys that have been here have played in big games here. I've played for a long time here. Not just one year, but multiple years they've been starters, so... Um, it's definitely comfortable. Um, we can definitely jump Thanks into hold. things and, and add stuff to the playbook a little bit quicker on in preseason.
2: I gotta tell you, just answers without music and sound effects is kind of boring me these days. We need more.
1: No, we don't need more.
2: <laughs> Wait. So, look. Every now we have added a new job
6: to the Pi Radio production team. When we get the cuts, we cut the cuts up, and then we have to get
4: music to go behind <laughs>
6: who's a former coach with like a raspy voice that would have been great for jeep like, wade oh yeah jeep wade robert punty had like a, a a voice on him
2: yeah john wiley used to yell a lot might have been before you got here
6: yeah i, uh, I remember john wiley but that was before
1: Co- i was here coach rock used oh, to have man. a raspy voice great i mean voice. it was but he was just mark yellick he was he was radio Mark gold. Yola. Yola got that, a dude, deep voice. that dude could, man, I loved listening to him talk.
2: All right, let's hit one more, Shirley.
11: Holton, there's been a lot of talk, and Coach Houston seems confident in the run game, the, the running backs and the offensive line kind of working together. Uh, just what's your perspective on that? And it seems like that could be a strength of this team. What do you think about that?
9: Yeah, I mean, any time that you can run the football, it opens up the pass and it helps you win games. I mean, late in games when – you gotta run down the clock to win a game or you gotta go drive the football down the field. It's not always just gonna be a pass and um I think we've seen that. I mean the games that we've won, we we've had to run the ball in, in key situations and I mean I think that could be a definitely a strength force issue with the backs and the line that we have.
2: All right. Asked and answered a good, straightforward question and answer with no music, no sound effects there to wrap it up. That was nice.
6: Uh clip, I just realized something What's thanks that? to the Twitter of the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. You might not want to count this because it's not technically a game. But the P- Pirates and Mountaineers will not be the first teams to take the, the new field tonight. It will be the Panthers and their uh, in their Fan Fest. But you, you
2: said that perfectly, by the way.
6: If you want to get technical, the first game will be the Pirates and Appalachian State Mountaineers.
2: Chandler, we're gonna have to. We're should we replay the last thirty seconds of this? show? <laughs> we needed that while he was talking. So the Pirates and Mountaineers are not the first game that's going to be played tonight. It'll be the Panthers, but technically, the first game will be the Pirates and the Mountaineers. Is that what you said? I guess. I, I kind of blacked out while I was trying to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying. Um, but The yeah. first team to use it will be the Panthers tonight. Well, it's their... almost cursed. It's their Whoa. stadium. <laughs> yeah, man, but you know, that's not cool. Take us to break. It should be us.
6: (laughs) Play the metal mashup. Play
2: it. Take us out.
6: It should be the Pirates. It should be the Mountaineers. I agree. It should be on September 2nd on a Thursday night. Not tonight. It matters between the Pirates and the Mountaineers. Screw training camp. Take
2: us to break, Chandler. We'll have more after this.
1: sandwiches appetizers cold beer and more follow tiebreakers on facebook and instagram for daily updates now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip brock
2: hour three of pirate radio live if i told you what morgan and i were watching in here you wouldn't believe me can i say it you can say it we're watching the ocho yeah they're getting ready yes but more specifically the cow chip tossing now i asked morgan what is a cow chip it is a dried buffalo cow horse <laughs> yes and i said they are not throwing piles of crap on television and then something popped up on the screen that gave the definition of a cow oh. chip and it is they're turd tossing they are turd tossing tossing yeah. Wow. they call it they where were you're
6: skip in we call it turd tossing
13: <laughs> well here's the thing too they just showed the the, the color commentator and the play-by-play guy
0: what hey did? we just
13: got a job with ESPN
0: mom
13: <laughs> 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 well, there are the official there, there's rules there's the official rules. <laughs> oh cool hey are you calling the
6: uh little league world <laughs> series not exactly nah. well, what about the little league world softball series
13: nah, eh, not that here's number four if the chip self-destructs in the air <laughs> Bounds only piece measured is the largest part of the chip. All chips uh-huh. must be 6 inches wide for throwing. Under 6 inches that will throw will be voided and you lose the throw. You can throw it overhand, sidearm, underhand, and they've got a big pile of chips to choose
2: from. That is nuts. No, no, that, no that's No, nuts. I mean there's nuts in those chips. All, all
1: chips must be selected from the loaded wagon. No homea- <laughs> homemade chips can be used.
2: So what's worse, the play-by-play job or the guy who brought the loaded wagon of crap? <laughs> here, here, to the here's event? what.
1: Look at him. He's uh, barehanding that.
2: Yeah, no gloves, Morgan. This more is on ESPN 2 by the way. Yeah, wow. yeah, they're they're the showing Ocho, Ocho the World uh,
1: all Championship weekend. Chip cow chip throw
13: is what it's called.
2: We'll go over some other events um, <laughs> as we move along in the show. But uh, they
1: did uh, rock skipping uh, earlier today. I was watching that. I could I could have done that pretty good back in the day
2: back in my one, younger days one dude all right troy <laughs> we know you're a great athlete all right pink flamingo
13: <laughs> morgan's mad I'm, and for no, good I'm reason bad. i'm not mad i'm not mad i'm over
2: it you're jealous or something you're upset no, i'm just
1: disappointed <laughs> he's
2: <laughs> disappointed. we let him down i did not give him the memo about well
1: technically we all didn't get the memo till late yesterday anyway yeah well, i didn't
13: get the memo i was supposed to be here today until about 12. wow you
2: got a lot of pen do we need to talk off there we can toss some to, chips. Hey,
6: Do you need to let it out? Because we have some metal mashup that we can use while you let it out.
13: <laughs> let what out?
2: Your anger. The anger. I'm your the, frustration. I'm not, I'm not angered. I'm not frustrated. You're disappointed. disappointed. I I apologize. I'll give you the week off next week. Shirley, I sent you a number. Can you uh, give Corey Scott a call so we can talk about his big win? earlier today
1: oh i was about to say we no, didn't, but i just got it
2: uh yeah we watched the end of it we have the final out uh available to see on our pirate radio social media site so check it out if you missed it the greenville league all stars winners today over a team from west virginia i believe morgan Yep. and uh they stay in the winner's bracket if they win the next two they are going to williamsport for the little league world series so first and second place i think go this year because there's no
13: international correct teams playing in <laughs> it and i know it's it's exciting time for Corey and his team they're they're down there in warner robbins the one thing that i will say that i'm 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 disappointed for them is they don't get to experience that it, not necessarily the pageantry of it but we were down there a few, you know 10 years ago or whatever it was now um uh, they, they for like three or four days, you had a lot of events. You get to go to the uh, the Air Force Museum and a lot of things like that. And, uh, you know, they're not allowing the fans to come in. And, you know, Warner Robins always supports this tournament. I've been to one in St. Petersburg before they moved it to Warner Robins. And uh, it's it's a tremendous thing. When you've got 10,000 people cheering on a Little League game, it's pretty cool. I didn't make the, the Williamsport trip when Greenville was up there. And, then, you know, they put fifteen or 20,000 people in that or more. But it's, uh, you know, go go Greenville. Hopefully they'll
2: pull it off. So you were coaching,
13: correct, Morgan, or yeah, I watching Holton? I, I coached Holtons. They went two years in a row. They went uh, his 11-year-old year when they had Gregory Hardison and Philip Sanderson and uh, Coleman Sawyer, that, that group went. And then as a 12-year-old, he went down there, and I was coaching with them.
2: And you went to Florida, not Georgia? Is that what you said? Went to Florida with Griffin's group one year. Oh, so you went to Warner Robins as well?
13: Yeah, I went to Warner Robins twice okay. in uh, St. Petersburg, Clearwater.
2: Scooter uh, Rogers, Scott Rogers, the other day I asked, you know, well, you got the Little League softball World Series. That's awesome. Have you ever tried to get the Little League Baseball World Series? And he talked about how awesome the the, the stadium is, the surrounding area. Like he says, Warner Robins is the uh, the place to be. Yeah, Warner the- Robins. is just
13: a neat town. The, the, they built that facility specifically for – the southeast region and right. I, if i'm not mistaken back in that they, they didn't use it for anything else but the softball tournament and the baseball tournament oh so it, it just kind of sits there that, it, that's whether well, that was it was built specifically for that and i think it was built by partially from espn money for the facility for cameras and lighting and that kind of thing so it's a really beautiful facility down there in warner Robins.
2: how close uh, did your teams get did your boys get morgan to williamsport
13: uh, we lost in the finals Griffins' year to Florida. We had a pitcher, Stephen Wedby, I think he struck out like 16. Huh. It was just on fire. Then all of a sudden he walks four in a row on like 14 pitches. <laughs> and, yes, you don't, yeah. you don't say umpiring had anything to do with it, but we were playing Florida, and three of the umpires there were from Florida. And then, Didn't squeeze a little? No, oh, a little bit. A little bit? And then uh, played <clears throat> against Jake Fromm's team. Oh, yeah. I remember Warner Robins. uh i think it was they were warner robbins i believe and uh jake from uh, was actually had a pitching matchup against holton when holton was 11 and uh you know that year finished uh third maybe third or fourth yeah. and then uh finished third is 12 year old year well
2: Corey scott trying to take his team to williamsport uh step one complete they win earlier today and uh survive and move on in the winner's bracket and Corey scott joins us now on the fixed nc live line congrats coach how you doing man
14: i'm doing good guys appreciate
2: it yes sir and uh congrats on the win earlier today Corey. and man you had uh, a bit of a nail biter there in the final inning bases loaded two outs and you're gonna i don't know if you're gonna face a bigger boy than you saw on that west virginia side today uh but the big fella comes up and Corey. Has to make the tough decision at that point. Do you pitch to him? Do you walk him? You decided to intentionally walk him, Corey, and it paid off as you get the final out with the next batter. But tell us about that decision, Corey, and and uh, and what was that like making that call?
14: Well, it wasn't too hard. I can tell you, uh, it's like pitching to a grown man up there. <laughs> that kid, uh, kid surf. He is, he's a good kid. And he's big, strong kid, and he can really hit it. You know, we faced him when we in 2019 in the TOSC, and you know, we we faced him a couple times in the fall, and uh, we know who he is. And you know, the kid can really hit, and he's a lot more athletic than he looks. I mean, he's uh, he's a big, big 12 year old, and uh, he can hit it. And uh, we just we were not going to let him win the game, you know, against us. So we said, you know what. I'd rather have one run than four. So uh, let's put them on. And it, it, it turned out for us.
13: Yeah. Corey Morgan here. You know, I know it's it's a big deal to get to Warner Robins. How have you got the kids to? You, you got down there, I believe, yesterday, the day before. How have you brought them along to get the mentality right and getting ready for the game today? And now what has to happen coming up on Sunday?
14: It's been tough, Morgan. It really has. Um, you know, the long layover it was hard to do, you know, we had a couple of weeks in between States and now, and, uh, you know, it's been tough practicing at home and, you know, just every other day and doing, doing things over and over and over and just ready to play, you know, and, uh, the boys have stayed focused. We, we went out to practice yesterday, you know, we didn't, we went kind of late to a field, uh, close to the, the main Warner Robbins field, there's a little park. It's got a couple fields on it we went and practiced on. And when we got there, the Warner Robins park gate was lo- locked, so we couldn't go see it. You know, after the practice, the kids ran over and ran through a fence and ran through some bushes and climbed up on a hill, and they got to see the field. And, man, that was an emotional time for me, you know, to hear them saying, we made it, you know, we made it. You know, just really it really hit home that the kids, kids were focused and they were ready. And really, today, they played an outstanding game. You know, I thought we pitched very well. I know Aiden gave up that home run in the first inning, which I don't know, it might be at Power Radio by now, as far as it went. <laughs> but he, uh, we, we stayed focused. I thought we pitched really well. We got to hit the ball a little better. You know, we need to put some more hits together, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. But, you know, Rook had an outstanding game, and Tice behind the plate was really, really good. And we made some really outstanding plays in the field that kept us in the game. So, you know, I was really proud of the boys at the end when, when we, we huddled up and just told them I was really proud of the focus, really proud of the intensity that we had. You know, I just think they're they're super excited to be here. You know, it's, uh, it, it's really a good thing right now.
2: Corey Scott joining us on the Fixed NC Live line, the Greenville Little League All-Stars stay in the uh, move to the winner's bracket. Corey, what's next for you guys? When do you play again?
14: We play tomorrow at 4 o'clock against Florida. Florida just beat... Virginia seven to nothing. So uh, we're going to see
13: them at four o'clock tomorrow uh, on ESPN Plus again. Well, Corey, uh, I know you, you you had a busy summer so far, but you did have, from what I understand, ulterior plans. If Warner Robins wasn't on your schedule, is it true that you were going to be going to uh, the Ochos the cow chipping <laughs> contest that they're doing right now on television on ESPN two. Well, you know, you're the saves guy here at East Carolina, former All American, got a great arm. Do you think you would have done well had you been able to go to that? But I know you'd rather be down to Warner Robins.
14: Well, you know, I came runner off in the States in that.
13: <laughs> <laughs> they do that a lot out in Manny on the Outer Banks, uh, cow chip tossing.
2: I tell you what, a lot of these guys were watching, Morgan, look like me, you, and Corey. We could be out there. There's one guy that,
13: that threw it, and he actually hit a car. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a little, a little like a, a, a Samoan sumo wrestler. I mean, there now there's a guy talking technique on those. Come on.
2: This is terrible. Yeah, we're trying to concentrate, Corey, but we do have turd tossing going on on television. So. Yeah, uh, I, know. I know. The Ocho going on right now. Uh, so back on ESPN+. Plus. What time, I'm sorry, Corey, did you say that game was uh, tomorrow? At four, four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And uh, I know coaches don't like to look ahead, but could you do that for us and the listeners who, uh, if you win tomorrow or lose tomorrow, when what does the schedule look like the next few days? Do you know?
14: If we win, we play Monday night at 7 on ESPN2. Oh, wow. If we win that, we play Wednesday night at 7 on ESPN.
2: Man, so there you go. And, uh, Corey, you win the next two. That puts you in the championship, right? That That gets you to Williamsport, correct? That is correct.
14: They're taking top two seeds from each region this year to Williamsport, as the uh, international teams are not allowed to come. Uh, You know, we're just praying, Clip Morgan, that the the COVID stays away. I just we just read breaking news that three teams out of the Southwest got eliminated today because of COVID. I I hate that for those kids and those families who who fought so hard to get where they are, And, and I just pray that it stays away from us here and. All of these teams here. I don't want to see any kid have
2: to go home because of that. That is brutal. Yeah.
13: Well, Corey, who are you going to be uh, putting on the bump tomorrow when you take on Florida? Uh,
14: Morgan, I you know I don't know that yet. I, I wake up tomorrow morning. I have a cup of coffee and a banana, some fruit, and uh, you know it, it just comes to me on the bus ride over. <laughs> you know we we've got everybody available except Aiden, and uh, you know we we just I don't know who I'm going to put on and. Until I'm halfway
13: there. Uh, if I was sneezing I would call oh, I was, you know, on that one, but I didn't you know, I'm come on, Corey. You can tell us. People from Virginia or <laughs> Florida are not listening to us right now, except the <laughs> the, the wieners and whiners down at Central Florida and South Florida. They're not paying attention to us.
14: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, it might be Webb, it might be Luke, it might be Chase, it might be uh, Landon.
13: Corey, Corey, hey, we're not from freaking Florida talking to you.
2: This is like when I ask Morgan a question about ECU football and he won't be straight with me and just yeah. gives me the around. I,
13: I give you the straight answer. We're going to win and go to a ball game.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. You
14: got,
2: Yeah, I feel that. Well, Corey, all you got to say is we're going to win and go to Williamsport. You'll That's all you got to say, Corey. You'll be all set. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Corey, great job, man. Congratulations to you and uh, certainly the boys as well. And uh, we'll check back in with you next week. Uh, How about get a win tomorrow? And we'll talk to you Monday ahead of your Monday night game. Let's do that.
14: Yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Look, and I know Tiebreakers and AJ's had it on, and I really appreciate all the communities coming together and really supporting these kids. You know, a lot of people supported us getting here, and uh, you just don't know how much it's been appreciated. I I really appreciate the community coming together and and doing everything to get us here, keep us here.
13: We're proud of you, Corey, and uh, bring back that win tomorrow. And hopefully, we'll be talking to you on Monday.
2: Sounds good, buddy. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Corey. Corey Scott, former pirate, all American, and now coaching the Greenville Little League All Stars. And uh, Morgan is pretty cool. You can put yourself in his shoes right now. You know what the, uh, you know, I don't, and you can tell me, I mean, is it pressure when you're coaching little kids? It's got to be fun. But also, you know, you, you want it so bad for them, right? Yeah,
13: you do. And you know, it's it's funny the, the that age group, the eleven and twelve year olds. You know, they feel the pressure. They go out there, and it's a big environment. It's hey, we're on TV. But you once see ESPN you, signs. Yeah, but once you get out there and start playing, yeah, it's a baseball game. It's the same game that you've been playing all year. And you you the ones that can handle the handle that pressure and, and focus and put it in perspective that it is a it's a it's a championship baseball game it's a high level of baseball game but it is the same game they've been playing and they did a good job with that today they handled adversity especially late in the game when they were up four to one they uh held things off the coaches made some good decisions and uh hopefully tomorrow it's going to be a tough one with florida they're always pretty tough down there and uh hopefully greenville can bring back a w tomorrow and go 2-0 into monday
2: yes sir morgan ayler joining us here we will take a timeout. when we return we'll hear what mike houston had to say following day three of ecu football practice also at the end of next segment we will make you a winner how about a 12 pack of bud light retro summer seltzers a 12 pack of bud light citrus variety pack Bud light shirt hat koozies pirate radio shirt and a large two topping pizza from domino's can all be yours on our free beer friday giveaway we'll do that at the end of next segment we're talking pirate football when we return after this
1: welcome back you've worked hard to start your business and are working even harder to make it successful and that's why it's important to have a bank in your corner when you need them as the business world throws you curveballs select bank and trust is here to be responsive to your needs select banks team of local bankers can make local decisions and cares about you the customer get the business services that are right for your business today with select bank and trust bank local bank select now let's head back in to pirate radio live here's your host clip Brock
2: back with you on pirate radio live clip rock morgan ayler's here shirley rhodes chandler honeycutt we will try not to be too distracted by the 52nd annual world championship cow chip throwing contest that is on espn2 right now they are throwing cow turds and seeing who can throw it the furthest and i got some good competitors out there for this event morgan
13: it's all in the uh, the skill of picking the right cow
2: chip that's it that's I think that's, that's the, half the, the battle right there the battle. all right let's uh let's There's go to
13: the, the barefoot cow chip thrower
2: yeah uh as you said they don't really dress up for this event no <laughs> yeah so you don't wear your Sunday's best to a cow chip throwing contest we all know that surely let's hear uh, from Mike Houston today after day three of ECU football practice that yeah, is really distracting uh he talked about how the wide receivers are looking out there
5: I thought that a good day today. Um, I thought, you know, C.J. had a couple of big plays, um, had a couple that I uh, want to see him, you know, make that he didn't make. Uh, but, you know, Josiah Hatfield had a couple of big plays today. Audie has been very consistent to start. Um, our tight end room, I've been very pleased with, uh, you know, the top guys in there and their their play. Um, you know, so I think those that receiving core right there has had a very solid start to camp.
2: Mike Houston there on the wide receivers. He also talked about how important it is to bring his tight ends along quickly this fall camp.
9: Well, you
5: know, it's in our offense, you know, we we, we had to be better than what we were, you know, when we got here. And, you know, last year we played with some young guys, um, but it's obviously something we want uh, to be a big part of our offense uh, in both the pass game and the run game. So, uh, you know, we've invested a lot, you know, personnel-wise in that room, uh, and it's, you know, the improvement is drastic Uh, From a year ago, just uh, with what I think our potential is there.
2: Well, let's hit one more and we'll get Morgan's thoughts on the pass catchers for East Carolina. Uh, Mike Houston was asked uh, how important it is for Ryan Jones to string together some good practices this fall camp.
5: That's very important to him. Um, He's worked very hard to learn the offense. Uh, He has had minimal mental mistakes the first three days. I think he's competing much better than he did in the spring. I mean, he's really—I mean—he's competing in the run game. He's, you know, competing for balls down the field. Um, You know, he's still not perfect, uh, but I think uh, you know, much improved over what uh, we saw in the spring from him. I think he's a—you know—he's a a guy with a little bit different skill set. So you know, he's a guy that I think we're gonna be able to do a lot of things with. He and Shane together—that's two pretty good athletes there in that room.
2: Donnie Kirkpatrick said it when he was on this show, Morgan and Mike Houston kind of reiterating it there, that he is not your traditional uh, you know, tight end, going to be blocking. He's a guy you can put in the slot, find that mismatch, and it sounds like if he can pick up the things off the field and as far as learning the plays, he could be a major weapon for ECU.
13: Yeah, he's the kind of athlete that he, a lot of times you get a tight end out of high school, and they're in the 6'4", six, 6'5", six, range maybe. these the big, I'm going to say the big-time recruit tight ends uh, that come out. And, you know, they've been playing tight end in high school and that kind of thing. Well, he was a wide receiver in high school. And he was a very dynamic wide receiver. He was actually signed to go to Oklahoma to play wide receiver. They moved him to defense, bulked him up a little bit. But his heart was always on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, he looks at uh, an opportunity with East Carolina. If he wants to play at the next level, he feels this is where he's he's going to make it at. And it is more the more versatility that he can show, whether it's uh, blocking, whether it's lining up at a true traditional tight end spot, maybe going into the inside receiver, maybe even going outside. Yeah, you know who knows. But he's going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with because of his size and speed. So the secondary is going to have a tough time guarding him.
2: ECU uh, football tweeted out a highlight of. Josiah Hatfield making a play against Jaquan McMillan in a uh, physical battle at practice yesterday, Morgan. And that is uh that's positive to see too. Josiah had a good freshman year. Maybe he took a step back last year with injuries and, and inconsistency. But if you you know what you get in Sneed. We're we're counting on a big year from CJ. Audio Matosho's been there before, and you've got all these young guys, and then Hatfield is uh, if you can count on him every week. You got a heck of a, a group of receivers and tight ends to throw to.
13: Usually, when the defensive coordinator and the defensive staff scouting somebody and putting their game plan together, uh, last year their game plan was obviously to to shut down C.J. Johnson. Yeah, to get in his head, to get on the line, you know, really physically contest. Even though C.J. was you know playing last year at 230, 232 maybe a little heavier, you know, a big guy, but he he didn't have that maybe quite explosion early on that that he needed to have and i think this year he's he's down weight wise uh, i talked to him about two weeks ago and he said he was about 220 and he wanted to lose about five more pounds but you got five guys right now that i think can get out there and be the the guy any given game if that makes any sense
2: yeah and that that's something too morgan cj down they've talked about how hold nailers has trimmed down and, and guys by, and by the way i'm going to give you a, a a little tidbit insight inside information okay
13: they've got him listed at 230 it made him mad he's about 222
2: right, there you go folks i understand that uh, rajay harris was also not happy with his listed weight either so you had some guys go down bailey malovic shoots up i talked to Igo, uh who saw him a little bit of practice earlier this week and said he's starting to look like a d1 offensive lineman he's starting to look like a multi-millionaire in
13: the WWAW. That's what he's starting to look like.
2: He's got the wrestler
13: body, but, he, but he's got. But yeah, he's got. We've talked about this. He's got that long, lanky frame. Yeah, and then he's you know he's really bulked up. And Igo and I were talking the other day a little bit, and he was saying that the line looks as impressive as he's seen it out here. I mean, size wise, you look like you guys got you have guys that you know belong there,
2: and they're able. I, I understand they're working Avery Jones in at center some, which uh, yep. gives you flexibility to to, you know, put, uh, I guess you've got Bailey and, and Strother at the guards, or you can move Strother to tackle. Uh, you've got Noah Henderson returning, which is a good thing, and you got Malibu, 10 guys, so, ten, yeah. maybe
13: 12 guys that can legitimately play at any given time, and with the offensive line, you never know, I hate to say this, when the next, you know, your number's going to be called, because who's going to be there, but if you've got three or four guys that can play every position, that just opens up a world of opportunities for people.
2: Got more Mike Houston to hear, but uh, for folks wondering, the cow chip tossing is over. It is now time for the mullet championships, and uh, Morgan will see who has the best mullet in the world.
13: You you said this was coming up at five thirty. I said, is this mullet hairdo or mullet fish? This is mullet hairdo.
2: This is the hair. I don't know how you win a championship necessarily. Uh, but we will find out in the next thirty minutes. I can promise you that. Uh, Shirley, let's hit cut six. What does Coach Houston want to accomplish with the team the last two practices before they are able to put on pads?
9: Well,
5: I mean, I, I told him out there. It's just it's kind of like you know the first day of practice versus yesterday. You know, I, I love some things about the first day, but there were some things that were sloppy, and I can say the exact same thing today. And you know, I think I think we've got to do a better job. Uh, I think our kids got to do a better job. You know, I want to clean up some of the, you know, thud tackling is not the easiest thing in the world because you're asking them to basically go full speed but don't, you know, don't take anybody to the ground. Uh, and you don't want it to get sloppy before people get slung around. So we've got to clean up the finish piece a little bit. And, you know, you start fitting things full speed up front, D-line linebackers on the O-line. It's just I want it to look better the next couple of days. Uh, and then next Tuesday it's going to be, you know, live full go. Uh, for several periods of practice, so you know you'll have the same thing. You're gonna have a lot of, you know, a lot of enthusiasm, but you know there's, there's probably going to be some things that first day of full contact that's going to, have to clean up the the next day. Out,
2: Mike Houston there, and uh, pads coming up shortly, Morgan. In the next couple of days, few days. When shells today, I think pads go uh, full
13: contact and everything on Tuesday.
2: All right, so it's that, hard to
13: believe the first week's about done.
2: Yeah, uh, it's uh, day three today, and they'll. Have one. uh, What's the weekend schedule? Do they go Saturday and Sunday?
13: I believe they're going tomorrow. They're taking Sunday off from the practice portion of it. I think they still have meetings and they get back after it on Monday morning. And
2: uh, then Tuesday. Pads will be popping. Collision time. All right. Uh, And and this next one, uh, Houston was asked about just having veterans that know how to go through a practice and he doesn't have to be as hands-on with every single detail because he has players leading the way and you think about it morgan with with aylers at quarterback uh with sneed with bivens with warren saba you've got guys that have been in the program mm-hmm. xavier smith a long time and they're able to kind of police themselves so to speak and it almost sounds like and you'll hear his response but when cliff godwin talks like he doesn't have to worry about any crap out of practice. Like the, the players hold themselves accountable. Sounds like we're getting to that point with ECU football. Yeah, if you go back to when Mike Houston first got here, his first
13: fall camp, he had he had that spring football. Then he got to the fall camp, and then a lot of the talk around from his standpoint, he was very reserved. He was very you know, I'm not going to say tight lipped about what was going on, but he didn't elaborate a lot of players. He was, you know, he was learning the players, players were learning him. Uh, but from a practice standpoint, you had to teach the players what you wanted to do learn how to practice.
2: Yeah, he said that multiple times. You know, yeah.
13: and it's uh, last year's camp, you know, again, the first couple of games got knocked out before he we went down to Georgia State with the covid issues so that was a weird camp but this is his his second full camp but you can tell these just listening to him if you if you had a chance to go back and listen to him two years ago versus now yeah it's point. almost like a totally different coach talking about his team
2: cut seven surely talks about how much easier it is now to go through these practices with these older players tremendously i
5: mean you guys can probably tell from the beginning of practice You know you have guys that actually the first couple of groups and pun out there probably look pretty sharp compared to what you watched the last couple of years you know guys kind of know where to go and what to do and it's it's no different than anybody else that first year it's 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 you know you're trying to figure everybody out and everybody's trying to figure you out and then we had the pandemic uh so last year was crazy but you know it's 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 really good to have that uh, experience back even you know even the guys that are just second year players they have all that experience from last year to lean on so uh, i think it's been uh you know it's certainly good to have here the first several days
2: morgan look at shirley she is locked into this mullet competition i
1: haven't seen you pay Unfortunately, attention i fear the mullet surely <laughs> you, shirley, could, you is... could rock the mullet though Shirley. no yeah, no, you could, no, you could. no 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 well, no we Shit. should
13: have a race we're... chandler's going like that reminds me of Spivey's Corner
6: <laughs> I said well I couldn't hear you that's okay it reminds hey,
2: you of have you seen Corner? some folks that look like that from where you're from oh yeah <laughs> did you have a mullet no never come on I can't grow my hair out that long that's a better question for you it was more your era no, did you have a mullet? no never have have you always gone short hair not really
13: I had uh, high school I mean
2: how far do you do you have a fro a fro
13: Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey!
2: Where'd that
0: come from? Did you have a fro?
2: Did you have a fro?
13: No, I didn't. No, I was always fairly short.
0: My was... goodness,
13: Charlie, there's some. What are what good are these
2: good- looking men on that stage right now? What are no, these guys having to do? Not. Stand up
13: right now.
1: Stand. They're just judging on their. M- oh dear God! What is Maddie Ice?
2: All right, if y'all are at home while we're listening to this, please turn ESPN two right turn
13: the now. Sound. You don't need the sound. Just listen to us. We'll commentate. Yeah, just-
2: this is this is the most America competition Central. I've ever seen in my life. We have three variations of an American oh, flag shirt. He's got a Whoa. And a bad this man with the beard. All right, Shirley, we got to we got to uh, we got to make somebody a winner. Oh, we did. We got to make yeah. somebody a mullet winner. Oh, we got America.
1: We got to really give away mullet? some is beer, don't mullet? we?
13: That's not even really
1: a mullet.
2: Uh, Morgan's critiquing I'm this guy's mullet.
1: Critiquing a mullet. Oh, no, okay. No. All right, hold on. Y'all got to slide. Oh, now that booty, booty, is impressive. The main event.
2: I love their nicknames too. To, to call in, you have to have a mullet. Show us your mullet. Whoa, Show us how picture of mullet.
13: He's got he's got the Loretta Lynn
1: mullet.
2: That might be my favorite at this point. Uh oh. Right. 317
1: 1250. Mr. Golden. Oh no, and his shirt is not even. He's got one button holding that shirt together.
2: Shirley, what color are we looking for? 12. 12. 317 1250.
1: he oh, looks are, like me wearing that Hawaiian shirt I was wearing earlier. This is more
2: distracting than the cow chip tossing. If you are caller 12,
1: let's show dirt.
2: <laughs> you win a 12 pack of Bud Light Retro Summer Seltzers. 12-pack of Bud Light citrus variety pack, Bud Light shirt, hat, koozies, Pirate Radio shirt, and a large two-topping pizza at Domino's. You can be our winner if you're caller 12 right now. We're back with more on Pirate Radio Live after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Got damage? Damage from wood rot? Fixed. Damage from smoke or fire? Fixed. Damage caused by water? Fixed. If you've got damage, use a contractor that works for you and not your insurance company. Visit fixednc.com and uh, uh, today, and uh, you can also give them a call at nine 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 zero 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 one. That's three nines, three zeros, and a one. Fixed NC Restore Renew Maintain. And congratulations to Mark Hall of Winterville, our big winner for our Free Beer Friday. And he uh, called in and said he does not currently have a mullet. But he did have one back in the 80s.
2: All right. Well, that will allow it. He can win. Yes. He's eligible. And he did win. Congratulations. A Mark Hall television production. It sounds like a name you hear at the end of a... Oh, yeah. Like a game show or something. Oh, yeah. All right. Anyway.
1: Oh, look. They've been breaking down what the score
2: Morgan, what's been happening since we've been on break here? Well, the round 1 is the top
13: 10 of the 100 people that entered the contest has been chosen. Round 2, they will have flow style length and overall presentation. Then they'll come out with the final 3 and they will have a blow off.
2: And a blow off
1: consists is... of
2: uh, I
13: guess using a hair dryer
1: or a fan? like they have to stand in front of a Could fan be. and just and be then, like
2: but what ha- like, i haven't gotten that detail with somebody with a mullet before so how okay. would you judge it like the best looking
1: like like
2: flow in the wind
1: you know how like when you see super, like supermodels model. you know yeah. they blow a fan and they have to do this you know i wonder <laughs> if that's one of those things That to do the the share hair flip hmm
6: all right well he was the most famous mullet of all time is it Billy Ray Cyrus?
1: It's got to be Billy Ray That's Cyrus. That's a good call.
13: Yeah, or Joe Dirt. Mm.
1: Yeah. i Joe, but, Dirt, but real, but Joe real, Dirt. But Real
13: mullets, probably Billy Ray Cyrus.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, because Joe Dirt, I'm sure, was not a real mullet. No. But uh, Billy Ray Cyrus got that one honest.
2: As we give you ECU football content, I'll try to Google best mullet and give you some more answers. Uh, Mike Houston talked about the team's leadership group. Cut eight, Charlie. You
5: know, we have a leadership group. It's about 22 players. Uh, which is big, it's bigger than I've had, but, uh, you know, they're they're guys that I really, really trust. And there's more than that. I mean, there's guys that aren't in that group that I see as leaders and, you know, guys that are, you know, it's like, I I keep talking about the O-line, but it's, you know, you look, you have two groups uh, on that that offensive front that we feel pretty good about right now, and, you know, there's leaders in both groups that I think are not just, you know, leaders of the O-line, but leaders of our team. And, you know, it's, you know, certainly I think, you know, you look in the secondary, and you got you know J-Mac and Malik and Nolan and and Demel that you know those guys understand what we want you know from a competition standpoint and you know they they hold the other guys accountable and so it's just it's so much better from that respect than what we've you know had the first uh, couple of seasons. All
2: right, Mike Houston, there the uh, leadership group, and again, it just sounds more like a a veteran highly functional outfit they got going on right now with ECU football, Morgan. It's great to hear. It, it is, and that's the kind of leadership over the years that sometimes East Carolina
13: might not have had. Yeah, They might have had uh, some teams where there's been players that have pretty much been out for themselves and that's that was a problem i think that happened some during the rough years early on scotty montgomery years and
2: but you felt like for example a, a good side of that was when the shane justin hardy yeah you felt like everything was pretty stable the, behind the, the the toward, scenes.
13: toward the end of it yes, yes yes and then uh uh you know it's it's one of those things that is a is a coach you want players like that on your team. You you want players to take the young guys under their wings and say this is how we do it because guess what in a couple of years they're the old guys.
2: Yeah, they're yeah, the old guys are gone, the young guys are now the old guys. That's
13: right and they have to do the same thing.
2: Um, I tell you what, I I want we're going to hear more of Mike Houston talk more football, but surely I have stumbled upon the 20 uh, 20 of the best celebrity mullets of all time. I've looked at a few, but I wanted to save my surprise, uh, so I haven't looked at them all. Scott on Facebook Live says "Dog the Bounty Hunter." Oh, excellent, excellent mullet! mullet. Fantastic call. Yes, that was a very good call. Shirley, I'm gonna run down this list because the first couple it's very 80s, early 90s, so you'll enjoy it. Okay. Um, John Stamos.
1: Yes, Full House.
2: And he's got a beautiful head of hair and a beautiful mullet. (laughs) <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, with, or her Johnny Carson days. Yeah, she, she when she did John, when she appeared on Johnny Carson. Andre Agassi. Oh, man, oh now Andre. that was a Andre yeah, that was a pretty good flow right there.
2: The headband with the mullet coming out of it. And now you look at him, no hair, no hair. Well, yeah, he went bald during went, his body yeah. days.
1: He went bald real quick. Hulk Hogan. I gotta
2: disagree with this one. Hulk Hogan. I don't. I don't,
1: I don't Hulk, agree that, with that. I
13: never that. had anything. Well, that's the thing it, with Hulk Hogan. He, at one time he did have a little bit of top, but now it's more like the mullet wraparound
2: he always yeah had, he was like always bald well not always but in his prime days and even wcw he was like bald and then had some yeah. Yeah. coming out the back no, I, I, disagree, I disagree with, with that one uh toby keith yeah 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 blake shelton
1: oh no he did his, his early, early days, days he did, did have be, a, when he, a, he it, did austin and that kind of yeah, thing yeah when he, he did uh, he, he uh old big, red what
2: yep. is Jared? Jared Allen? Jared it? Allen. I'm no, uh, That's a baby I think he had
13: one. one early on, but I don't. I think he sort of cut it off.
2: uh But speaking of wrestling with Hulk Hogan, Steve chimes in and says Ricky Morton still has his mullet. Oh yeah, he does. And by the know way, who that is? Bobby Eaton passed away. R.I.P. Yeah. Bobby Eaton. Uh, Mel Gibson.
1: Oh yeah, from uh, he had a perm. Mel Gibson was that? It was with the movie with *Lethal Goldie Weapon*? Ha- no,
13: with Goldie Hawn.
1: Oh crap.
2: Uh Braveheart
13: now he did have the mullet for Braveheart now whether that's his real hair or not I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, Slater. Uh, Slater. Mario yeah.
2: Lopez. Yes,
1: he did. He did.
2: Had a nice mullet. He
1: had he had the permy uh
2: Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. I'm surprised yes, you didn't come she's up with that. like one. the wind. Uh Patrick Swayze great mullet chug
1: norris well mm. his was kind of short yeah. like uh, the, it ha- there has to be some yeah charlie sheen <laughs>
2: charlie sheen in, in hot, the, shots. Uh, hot shots days yeah is a, uh, that's a, a good, good one. one wow george young george clooney from
1: facts of life yes i've never
2: even seen him that young before it's kind of scary david bowie that's yeah a good call. that was a good call because good what call. makes a good mullet is obviously what's behind but what's up top too if you go high up top oh, yeah. low down back that's a good well, that's, mullet. Yeah, they're, they're doing their pose-offs right now. Paul McCartney? No. Rihanna? No. <laughs> Did not know she had one. Michael that, yes. Bolton. Yes,
1: Michael Bolton. Now, and think, his was that, a fantastic that, mullet. Is that more
2: long hair than mullet? I think that's more long
13: hair than mullet. Yeah.
1: Well, when it... Uh,
13: I mean, I do. I think it's okay. more long hair than well, mullet.
1: well, I, I, but I, I do, I do, Doogie too. Doogie Hauser had a do- mullet? Yeah. That's not a mullet.
2: Yeah, no, well, mullet. I don't. That one, Kiefer Sutherland. Yes,
1: from Lost Boys. Yes, Rob I agree. Lowe, Lowe. And
2: there you go. There's the uh, there's the list. So, the best celebrity mullets.
1: Actually, if you look up, see if you can Google it right quick since you're sitting right there. Pull up Alex Winter's Lost Boys. See if you can get pull up an image of what his hair looked like in that movie. Because I want to say Isn't that Bill had, and Ted. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. the original Bill and Ted. But he was it. Is that his he hair almost had
2: like three separate hairstyles going. He's got something up got, here, and then a lot going in he's the back. You
13: got the curly perm.
2: He's got a unique mullet. I will yeah, say. Yeah,
1: because mm-hmm. I thought his resembled a mullet from that in that movie.
2: Yeah. All right, there's the mullet talk. Back to football.
1: Oh, Corey cory Feldman had a good one going for a little while.
2: Boing, I knew that one. Boing.
1: Would... boing. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Uh, how many different looks are you trying to give Holden Naylor's defensively to try to prepare him what he'll see on game day? Six. Yeah, I mean, some.
5: I mean, it's – now we're – you know, it's – this time last year, we were installing the defense for the first time. You know, so it's not like he's been through a camp with the volume that he's seeing right now. I mean, we're – you know, you're going to get to where you're going to – by this time next week, you're going to have a lot of stuff in to where you're going to really be able to mix it up. But – you know, he does challenge you defensively, which that's good. You know we'll be challenged in game one, uh, defensively from experienced quarterback. You know it's you know he sees things that you're trying to disguise, and you know can check us into the right play, uh, which you know it, you, you can you can take advantage of it if you can you know do that consistently. So I think it's good for our defense, but I think it's also a challenge that uh, you know for us to try to continually mix things up for him because you know he's going to see you know a lot of different things thrown at him those first couple of weeks.
2: Morgan, there's been years, you think about the Conference USA Championship years, the defense, you, you just come out and say they were better than the offense at East Carolina. And then there, during the rough years and even recent years, the defense has been down, the offense has been better than defense. You want to you want to have it even, and you want to be able to challenge each other, and I think that's what they're going for at practice right now. They're trying to get holding the offense better at the same time. He's trying to make uh, Blake Harrell's defense better.
13: Uh, when you look at what, what's going on with Blake Carroll's defense, last year, and you can see it in the spring, he was putting a lot of movement in, in the defense and calling a lot of stunts, that kind of thing. And I really like how he's played. We're not sitting back doing the same thing all, all game long. Uh-huh. He's changing a very multiple-style defense, and I think that's going to be successful for the Pirates. I really do. I think the guys have bought into it. And you've got a really good secondary going against you know, the quarterback in the wideouts. And, uh, you know, offensive line, defensive line, they're gonna be getting after it. So it's gonna be a fun fall, but I think it's gonna really set the tone early on for what the Pirates do uh, the first four or five games of the season.
2: Speaking of that secondary, Steve and I go ask Mike Houston about the play of the safeties.
5: Well, I mean, you know, I think, I think Juwan has, he's in the best shape he's been in since I've been here. He, he knows the defense, you know, football's important to him. You can say the exact same thing about Tegan. You know, Juwan's just a little bit older. Um, but I think both of them are going to play a lot, a lot, a lot for us this year. Uh, defensively, I think they're both going to play on special teams. But yeah, I think they're both, you know, really good players in this league. You know, Teagan, uh, you know, he got kind of thrown in trial by fire last year as a freshman, but uh, really benefited from it. So I think the depth in that room. You know, Sean Dorso. Um, you know, Warren's been a great leader. Uh, you mentioned DJ. You have some of those young guys: uh, Laney, Julius Wood. Ty Moss uh the competition in that room is so strong that it's really bringing out the best in each other uh, and it's you know it's something you know my first year I think we had three safeties that uh, we, that we played you know and now we you know we're sitting here where you got to you got to fight to get on the field in that room.
2: and well uh, Chandler go ahead. Uh,
6: he he was mentioning the safeties there and that that battle there he mentioned Ty Moss and Ty Moss was the quarterback at Whiteville uh, a couple of years ago who made the transfer to, uh, to safety when he came to east carolina so
2: keep an eye on him. oh yeah all right you heard it here first thomas mm-hmm. we've had two inside scoops <laughs> that's right yeah you guys are bringing it uh this is a short answer morgan the question mike houston was asked is are you paying attention to the conference realignment talk
5: no nah. uh, we've got we gotta get ready for Appalachian. so that's i'll let the administrator worry about that stuff
2: that is not on his radar at the moment that's like the question several years
13: back when uh, i can't remember who asked this wonderful question uh coach are you really worried about scoring so many points because the cheerleaders are doing so many push-ups and you're liable to hurt the cheerleaders no
2: <laughs> <laughs> well done Shirley. was that a josh graham special well i don't google it up <laughs> <laughs> i do remember that it was like Jim one Jones. of those light-hearted questions it was like, hey coach you and
13: I, I think it threw rough off so bad i mean he was like huh
2: <laughs> what <laughs> the hell are you talking about uh let's get our last break in shirley rhodes and we will wrap up a friday edition of pirate radio live we're back with you after this
0: listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show
1: welcome back taking a look at the stock market report for today the dow was up 144 points at 35,208. The NASDAQ dropped 72 points and closed at 15,109. The SP was up seven at 4,436. That is a look at your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756 6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Rock. Hi, right, Morg. What you doing
2: this weekend? Uh working or playing?
1: Not
13: working, not really playing. I'm just sort of hanging out this week. Just chilling. Just chilling, got a few things we have to do. Okay. Yeah, you know, but that uh is
2: what it is.
4: Well have
13: a good weekend. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out. See you in a couple
2: weeks. We will uh talk more football with Morgan Aylers his next uh, visit and also we'll have more details on the prequel to Yellowstone. Yes. Which we're excited about. We'll uh, talk yeah, about it's that too. Be cool. Shirley chandler y'all have a great weekend next two weeks see you monday i I want the the same my brother i want the memo two weeks from friday we'll be back in our hawaiian shirts morgan Ayers will be a part of it deal word deal deal all right we will uh see
0: you monday three o'clock for an all new edition of pirate radio live so long everybody thanks for listening
10: to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation